0: This is Monty in the Morning. The show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Presented by The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business. No doubt about it. It's The Advocates at utahadvocates.com. A lot to get to today. Again, this hurricane, we have Hurricane Watch 2023. Donnie Doppler Radar is inbound. Donnie Doppler Radar. Yeah. What does that even mean? Um. <clears throat> by the way, this storm is crazy. Why do all the major networks feel it is imperative to put their reporters like in the middle of the hurricane track? I've never understood that. Look at that thing, are you kidding me? Yeah, let's put people out, let's put human beings out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Donovan Mitchell can't stop talking about the Utah Jazz. And he inferred that Salt Lake City is not a good sports market. Was he right? We'll talk about that. DeAndre Eaton in Phoenix is a mess. BYU's a 23-point favorite. Should BYU football play Utah State every year? You don't even care about that, do you? Well, I mean, Aggie Tears. Wow, Aggie Tears. Yeah, Aggie Tears. Okay, our friends in Logan, I'm sure, appreciate you. Probably not. You know. Uh, We'll talk about all that right here on the show, presented by The Advocates, Advocates UtahAdvocates.com. But this hurricane's a big deal. Um it, I I mean listen if you're in Florida if you have friends who are Floridians I would tell you hey be really careful with this thing this is a big deal do you enjoy hurricane watch hurricane
1: watch the world is ending um eh. I mean it's it's always interesting like you know if you put on CNN or Fox or your local news or whatever you know whatever your your chosen you know outlet is they're going to be here and they're going to be talking about how this hurricane is crazy and it is crazy. I mean, I think it's incredibly dangerous. And yeah, I guess it kind of like, you know, it's cool to see something this sort of, you know, crazy, I guess. But at the same time, it's also kind of sad. Like you're, you're, you're talking about people's livelihoods essentially just being stripped from them. I mean, people are going to lose their houses. People are going to, you know, like be severely affected by this storm. So I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about it, but I I feel like yeah, it's interesting to watch. But I just feel for those people that live there,
0: man. I'm always amazed though that they send these people. Yeah. Out into these situations, and I'm trying to add this picture of this guy from WFLA TV because this is this is pretty amazing. I'm gonna get medieval on that. Like I don't understand this whole thing where you send your reporter you know, into the abyss of the death. fire, right? Like I, I, I have never understood this. Like, look at this. Bro, dude. Where did you find this picture, bro? I just searched hurricane Florida coverage. Look bro, at this, bro. Dude
1: is wearing snowboarding goggles with a, a weather jacket and a mic. That mic probably isn't going to work in five minutes.
0: WFLA I believe, is where this is from. Like, <laughs> look at this dude. Look at my guy. Look at this. He's wearing goggles to cover dude a Dude probably went to college to do weather
1: broadcasting in a booth and with a green screen. I, and they I, said, nah, bro, doing? you're going out in the field
0: with a green jacket, not a green screen. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, I, I totally don't understand. Come like, on. do you... Like, do people enjoy watching, like, poor little homie? Like, what is... what? Okay, what? first of all, what do we imagine this guy's name is? He very much looks... Brody. Like, it's got to be Brody. No, his name is Greg. He looks Greg. like, <laughs> let's go to Greg live on the street for Hurricane Watch. Greg, what do you have? Hey, Claude. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me with this dude? Like, why is he out there? Oh my God, dude. You know, like Monty <laughs> Chopper 12 out in the hurricane. Who the f*** is that guy? What are we doing? Like, I, I, It's this a is- motif
1: at this point, bro. Like... You, you have to have someone out there getting just, you know, pounded by a storm, I
0: feel like. Yes, Kyle J. Kyle J.'s like, that dude is questioning his career choices. <laughs> you know yes, I mean? he is. <laughs> come on. Yes, he is. You know, like, come on. M. Shepard says, Greg isn't live. He's in a shower with a green screen. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And hey, Butthead. Your name is Hey Butthead. Nice. Nice. Says, it's fake. Okay. It's fake. Oh, come on, man. It's not fake. Uh, by the way, Justin Salas points out you're wearing your Tiger Woods yep, outfit yep, today. Yep, I'm on
1: that vibe today. We got meetings. We got things to do today, so I had to wear power colors. You know,
0: we got big things to do. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. Look at Jeremy, James Knight. Yeah, the exact Sunday same thing. Sunday red, baby. You're Let's wearing go. your Sunday best. Sunday best. Which I think is amazing. Let's go. Um, the Monty Show, again, presented by The Advocates, Utah Advocates.com. The biggest story in sports this morning is... Uh, I think without doubt is that Donovan Mitchell cannot stop talking about the Utah Jazz. Right. I don't really understand this. And the, here's the question straight away. When Don comes back, does he get booed? I think he is earning booze. Like, he just will not stop talking about how the Utah Jazz have failed, how, you know, they didn't get it done. He said, like, I'm going to play this bite here where Donovan Mitchell talks about how he was not in good enough shape to play defense. You no,
2: know, a lot of it like you just said is you know, I don't have to do as much offensively, you know, so I'm able to lock in, you know, on most possessions and I'm not tired, not as tired, of uh, getting in better shape to be able to play both sides of the ball. It's not it's not the ability. You know, I can play defense, you know, I know that for a fact and I haven't shown that and that's what I'm looking forward to do here.
0: So, wait, you're telling me, Don, that you weren't in good enough shape to play defense? You're telling me that you only you know, were in good enough shape to play one end of the floor and then you were tired?
1: Dude, the inference is what he's saying there. The inference is is that, hey, in Utah, because, again, he didn't say it, but if you listen carefully, and we have other bites where he specifically mentions Utah, but this one I thought was interesting because he doesn't specifically say Utah, but what he's essentially saying is that, hey— you know, in in the past, like, I've been too tired to play defense because I've carried such a load offensively because other guys, you know, just couldn't get their own bucket. It was basically me and everybody else. I was involved in every offensive play, which I don't necessarily disagree with 100%, but to say that you weren't in shape enough to play defense is a little ridiculous considering the tape you've put out defensively. I mean, the guy... With all due respect to Donovan, because I love his game. I love what he brings to the table. You just weren't trying on defense. I mean, you, you can flat out see that. So, I don't know, man. Like, that that particular clip, I was just like, look, man, you're, you're, you're beating around the bush. You should just come right out and say, like, yeah, I had to carry the load offensively. You know, those guys couldn't get their own, and I was tired. Like, just come out and say it and stop beating around the bush. That's what that cl- clip, like, kind of left me feeling.
0: Well, what I would say is don't come out and say it at all. Like, yeah, I don't you, say it at all. Yeah, I I don't understand why are you why are you talking about this? I I and maybe I'm just maybe this is just me, but I I don't understand why Donovan Mitchell has to say this stuff. Like this other bite that I'm gonna play. I, I mean. He just—he loves to say, "Oh, we
3: didn't get it done in Utah." You know, I've made it to the playoffs every year. Ultimately, I haven't gotten to the end goal, and that's what I'm looking to do here. You know, I think, and my goals align with our team's goals, which makes it easier. But for me, it's—it's um, it's no secret I haven't won. You know, we have—I haven't won. We didn't win in Utah. We didn't get the job done as a group. So now that I'm here in Cleveland, that's the goal. You know, it's to, not just to make the playoffs, but to go deep into the playoffs and. And listen, I
0: don't, I don't think that that's dishonest. I don't think it's disingenuous. But he has said that what fifty times? Yeah, I mean, he said it repeatedly. I mean, he, I feel like that is Donovan Mitchell taking a shot at the Utah Jazz. Yeah, and I, if it was just once or twice, or he said that repeatedly,
1: or maybe if like a reporter had asked you a certain question that kind of warranted that type of answer, I could kind of understand it, but. You know, the the big thing here is that I feel like there's a lot of bitterness on both sides. Like if you once again if you keep up with the Twitter tea leaves, like you'll see that there are several reporters in this town who are who are talking about, you know, like retweeting that first clip about Donovan talking about defense and saying that this is like, you know, the annual procedural press conference where Donovan says he's going to play defense every year or, you know, or Donovan doing what Donovan's doing. It just seems like there's a certain level of a bitterness around the whole situation. And I'm just here to say that that yeah, Donovan didn't win here, but he made the playoffs every year. So for Jazz fans and for the media, I kind of have a tough time like crucifying this guy or hating on this guy or you know, taking this guy through the gutter when he took you to the playoffs every year of his career so far. Like I have trouble with that. And so to me, my issue here is that Donovan just is on this campaign it feels like he's on this sort of marketing campaign, I guess. I don't know how else you say it. Like he's on this narrative where he just wants to point out it didn't get done in Utah and now he's in Cleveland and it's going to get done. And my biggest thing is, hey, if you're going to say all this, you have to back it up on the
0: defensive end, man. You got to show it. I feel like the dysfunction in the relationship with Donovan Mitchell and the media hastened his departure. I feel like specifically, you know, the beat writers around this team treated him with so much disrespect that I think it made it easy for him to want out. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was interesting that he said, you know, he was asked about media day in Cleveland and he was really surprised how many people showed up to media day. Donovan said, we didn't, we, that didn't happen in Utah. Yeah. You know, like it, it, the media, and I know that we talk about this a lot on this show, but I'm telling you, the media in Salt Lake city is damaging Salt Lake city. The, the media that covers is specifically the Utah Jazz. I, I think Ute media, I think BYU media does a lovely job. Yeah. I think the media that covers the Utah Jazz is doing damage to the product. I think the media that covers the Utah Jazz did damage to Donovan Mitchell and really forced him out of Salt Lake City. I think the disrespect, I think the consistent um, fabrication of stories about him, I think the consistent narratives about him – this whole thing about Don every year saying that he'll play defense and he never does like it, You're not writing about the game. You're not writing about his performance. You're not, you made it the media specifically. You guys made it personal with Donovan Mitchell and it forced him out of Salt Lake city. I don't, I don't think there's any other way to look at that. Yeah. When you make up stories, when you straight fabricate stories about Don, what do you think is going to happen? And I, I, I look at what Donovan continues to say, and I think this is—it feels like a redemption tour, totally for Donovan Mitchell. That's what this feels like, and I—I I, want to play it again because I think it's a really important bite. But I listen to him talking about being in shape and playing two ways, and it feels like almost like he's trying to prove a point here. You know, a lot of it, like
2: you just said, is—you know—I don't have to do as much offensively, you know, so I'm able to lock in, you know, on those possessions, and I'm not tired not as tired. Uh, getting in better shape to be able to play both sides of the ball. It's not it's not the ability. You know I can play defense, you know I know that for a fact and I haven't shown that and that's what I'm looking forward to do here. I
0: haven't shown that. I agree, you haven't shown that. But when he says I don't have to do as much offensively, what do you what do you take from that? I take
1: that the, I just, again, I just take it as a subtle like, yeah, hey, I had to carry the ball and carry the load in Utah so I was tired defensively, which again, I don't a hundred percent disagree with that notion. The guy was like Don and everybody else. I don't disagree with what he's saying. What I disagree with is just that you continue to keep talking about Utah. Like, like I would, if, if I was Donovan, I would be focused on Cleveland. I would be saying, you know, Hey, we, you know, we've got a lot of great talent here. Like I'm super excited. Like I'd just be ultra positive on your current situation. That that's, that's how I would handle it. Because the truth is, and we all see this all the time, yeah. hey, they're going to ask you a question, but you can basically answer it however you want to answer it. I mean, we see that regularly in, in whether it's politics, sports, like, you know, interviews, whatever the case may be. So to me, I'm just like, hey, like, there's no need for you to do this. There's no need for you to, to speak on Utah anymore. Like, if I'm Donovan... If you want it out so bad, because it kind of feels that way, like he did really want out. If you want it out so bad, just let the pass be the past. Let it be water under the bridge. Let it be done with and focus on yeah. being an all star in a different city. Focus on being, you know, becoming one of the best two way point guards or shooting guards in the league and handle your business. Because honestly, if Donovan Mitchell does not perform this season or does not have a 25, 30 points a night and contributing big time on defense there will be questions asked and that's just the reality he's in
0: yeah i agree i i think it's one of those things where you have to you have to i think it's gonna be tough for don to let this go and i i this goes back to why i don't think he he necessarily wanted was desperate to get out of salt lake city right i i don't i think that donovan welcome to change i think it's very much like rudy gobert i think rudy welcome to change the 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 locker room had become toxic. Yeah. And I think you needed wholesale changes. I don't think you needed to trade Don, but now that you did, I think the media has done such a hit piece on Donovan Mitchell since you know his he since he got here essentially. Well,
1: and I think back to the Dallas thing with the bench or like the CAA stuff or or there. I mean, there have been numerous examples. I'm not trying to point anyone out specifically. Like I just I'm tired of that conversation, but I do agree the media. Had like in any city you have a certain responsibility to do your job the right way. You know, like imagine the Brooklyn media behaving the way the Salt Lake media does with Kevin Durant or with Kyrie or with whoever. Like you would have big time problems. Yeah. And and that's why I keep, you know, hammering this point we, home that Donovan should stop talking about Utah and should just move forward with it.
0: Right, but we shouldn't have to go to the athletic. We shouldn't have to go to Woge. We shouldn't have to go to all these other national outlets, ESPN included, to get jazz news, to get inside information. Like, But the problem is you don't have a local media that covers that team effectively. And I think it it's very clear. Uh, hey, what's up? Marlon Shaw in Florida. He says, update from Florida. Getting close to hurricane force winds at the house. Had first power bumps just a little bit ago. Hoping I keep power through your show. Dude, bro. Be cool, man. I
1: appreciate you watching the show. And but, thanks but, for the $10 yeah, tip, man. $10 like, $10 that's tip, crazy. Man. Thank yeah. you. Just please be careful, bro. Put the, Can you put the radar back up real quick for all the people who just joined? Like, this, this hurricane is absolutely, positively gnarly. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how Floridians do it sometimes. Like, these hurricanes are just crazy. Like, that is literally swallowing your entire state, bro. Like. It's over.
0: Well, <laughs> if you look at the eye of the storm, that big yellow with red, um, you know, right off the Gulf Coast, it's going to make landfall today. Um, and it's going to be gnarly. Like, you look at the – you know, you look at that Gulf Coast, it, it it's going to be catastrophic. I mean, it's a Category 4 hurricane. Um, you know, Miami is dealing with it, it, incredible flooding this morning. Yeah. Um, you look at Nassau, the Bahamas. You look at Havana, which – you know Cuba's entire electric uh grid collapsed under the weight of the storm like Marlon and everybody else in Florida please be cool man like this is a very dangerous situation and I know that Floridians are tough folks and they deal with this on a regular basis just please be careful man yeah. I I I I wish nothing but the best for you guys it's it's tough uh M Shepard says do we have a media in Salt Lake City who or what is our media? Well, Excellent I mean. Excellent question. I, I think that is a very good question. I, I I think when you look at the core media here, radio is irrelevant in this town. Quite honestly, radio is irrelevant. And I, I think when you look at sports in particular, you look at the sports land, landscape in Salt Lake City. You know, one of the things that Donovan Mitchell started was this conversation about is Salt Lake City a major sports town. Yeah. And. You know, I would tell you it is. I've lived in a lot of places in my career, I've from Los Angeles to San Francisco, Chicago. Like, it's not any of those. But I can tell you right now, Salt Lake City is St. Louis. Salt Lake City is a bigger sports town than Sacramento. San Diego? Uh, it's a bigger sports town than San Diego, absolutely. You look at the passion in the fan base for BYU in Utah. You look at the passion in the fan base for the Jazz. Uh, you look at the passion in the fan base for... You know RSL. Yeah, I mean those those clubs are all massively supported. Um, you know, having worked around the Utah Grizzlies, like they have they have a small but mighty fan base. You, you, you this is a pretty good sports town from a fan perspective. The issue with the media is that nobody here is in a position to ask real questions, like Donovan Mitchell going to Cleveland he's getting a completely different media experience than he had in Salt Lake. He has mentioned it two or three times that real questions get asked, that there were actually people at Media Day. One of the things we talked about yesterday was the debacle that was Utah Jazz Media Day. right? And the fact that they had white noise and you couldn't hear the interviews. And a lot of listeners were like, well, Media Day, what's Media Day? Who cares? Media Day is a big deal. It is the day where all of the members of the media come out and get their headshots and talk to the players and do interviews because you don't get that on a regular basis. Here in Salt Lake, it's a very small event for the Jazz. I can tell you, having been at Laker Media, Sacramento Kings Media Day, um, having been at Warriors Media Day, like having covered the yeah. NBA for 25 years, Chicago Bulls Media Day, they're big, big events. Everybody shows out. At Utah Jazz Media Day, it's a very small event. And the bigger issue is it's much like BYU. The church controls the media in this town. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. And when you look at the Salt Lake Tribune, the issue is that they're small, they're not well-funded, and they absolutely positively play to the jazz. They need the jazz. They're desperate for the jazz help helping covering the team. Yeah. And so when you have the issues that they've had with with their their writers, it undermines their ability to cover the team. Thanks. And so you get people like KSL who get unprecedented access to BYU. They get unprecedented access to the Utah Jazz and it really shuts everybody else out. The problem is you never get the truth from anybody. You don't You don't know. Um, for instance, a Brant Keithy knee injury. Like, for instance. For instance, how are we, and I I don't even say this arrogantly, and I don't know you guys can correct us, how have we been leading the news cycle on the Utah Jazz for over a year? Yeah. We're just, remember what Spence Checkett said, we're just those hacks on YouTube. Yeah. And we don't have sources, and we don't know anybody. How have we been running circles around people sourcing information in this town for over a year? Yeah. I don't know. It's incredible. It's because the media is not active. It's because like sports radio in this town is an absolute debacle. Yeah. It's awful. It's brutal. Like talking to, you know, we were talking to some people we know in sports here the other day, they don't listen to sports radio here. They listen to national radio. They listen to radio in their hometowns, which is exactly what I do.
1: And I think and I think to that point like I think the reason for that is is cuz like sports radio undervalues how smart a listener is. Like a listener like Like, for everyone listening to this show, how many, you know, are you today? How many of you are there today? Like, the several hundred of you that usually are here regularly, like, you guys know what's good conversation and what's bad conversation. Or, like, what's good conversation and what's just sort of meandering conversation. And my biggest struggle is we listen to sports radio here because we like to pay attention. And every day I'm dumbfounded by the the fact that It just feels like people in this town show up and think that's good enough. Well, I'm just going to show up today and and I'm just going to roll up to the show or I'm going to roll up to jazz practice or whatever. You know, whatever your task is for the day and just kind of do it. And that's the problem. People take their opportunities for granted. And that's why I think we're in the position we're in with Jazz Media because I would love nothing more. Frankly, it would be great for this show if there was a dynamic like – get to it nails beat writer on the jazz. It would be great for us because then you would get even more detail. You would get like, if you go and look at going to any other town on the internet, go find like the beat writer, the warriors or, or whoever, whatever winning basketball team, you will get like really in depth detail without opinion. Cause beat writers aren't supposed to be writing opinion pieces. They're supposed to be covering the team and just being that bridge yeah, to you. Yeah,
0: beat writers are supposed to be reporting the news yes. around that team. Your columnists are the ones that are supposed to be giving you opinion. Yes. But, I, I, you know, I think and Garcy makes a really good point. Um, the church runs the media sports school and the courts in this town. I, I don't disagree that's with that. That's totally true. And, and it's nothing against the church, but that's not a good way to be a sports fan. That's not a good way to be somebody trying to get news. I mean, the preeminent media outlet in Utah is KSL. Period. Full stop. That's it. KSL is is the media outlet here. TV, radio, yeah. online. They're the outlet here. When you want jazz coverage, I don't know where you go. I, I honestly here. I don't know. Yeah, I mean you could not of, to be arrogant, but, but here I, I think. I, I mean if you look at the I mean, we have a hundred and thirty thousand listeners a month on this show, unique listeners every month on this show. In the state. That's crazy. A hundred and thirty thousand people a month in Utah. Individual it's that's called unique unique viewers a month on this channel Yeah, watch this show and it's incredible to me that that's where people have to go you know I I don't know I just to get back to this Donovan Mitchell thing I think there's going to be a lot of backlash for Don honest to goodness I think he is in for a very rough ride I do I I think it is it's going to be very difficult for Donovan Mitchell to come back here and feel good about it. Yeah, no, honest completely to God, I agree. Uh, we'll get back to Don and the Jazz here in five minutes. But right now, it's football at fifty ten to the hour. Every hour, we give you nothing but the biggest headlines in NFL and college football. Presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Get online. Get the app at Papa Murphy's Pizza. I cannot wait. Yes, for Monday's show. Because then we can tell you what Dude, Papa Monday, Murphy's... I'm just
1: telling you, Monday is going to be popping on this show. Like, we got Papa Murphy's. We got we got all kinds of stuff We're adding coming.
0: a major new uh, sponsor to One the show on Monday. we will be able to use,
1: like, daily.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. And then Monday, we can start talking about what Papa Murphy's is doing for Halloween.
1: Dude, it's, it's crazy.
0: It is incredible. Uh, I think the biggest story in sports right now, as far as football goes, this college football playoff committee meeting yesterday... Uh, where they were talking about expanding the college football playoff early, as early as 2024. Yeah. They came out with no answer on that, and they are going to meet again today. And then in October, they will have another meeting. And in between that time, they will have video meetings. Mm-hmm. I can't believe this doesn't get done next season. I I, I would wait. Well, really in two seasons. I would be really surprised if it didn't expand in 2024.
1: Yeah, and I I think the major – the conversation isn't, hey, should we expand or, like, how we're going to expand. I think the conversation is how does college football expansion, college football playoff expansion, affect conference realignment and and how can we maximize that opportunity? Because if you open it up too soon, then the competitiveness level kind of comes down a little bit. You're letting more people into the playoff and you're missing, like with the Big Ten as an example, the Big Ten puts together this deal, right? If you had already expanded, it wouldn't feel like as big of a deal. But if you yep. wait and all this expansion and TV rights stuff goes down, then the playoff expands. Now there's this continued cycle of excitement, and I think that's what they're trying to figure out: is like when is it? Should we do twenty twenty? Should we do twenty three twenty four? Or should we do twenty four twenty five? That's what I think they're trying to hammer out here.
0: Yeah, I think you got to do twenty twenty four, and I, I, you know, frankly, my opinion is that the. At the end of the day, you need 16. Yeah. But 12 a pretty good place to it's start. It's definitely I mean, an improvement.
1: I mean, I think that it's, I think we all are tired of Alabama and Georgia being half the college football playoff. I think that is what a college football fan is tired of. Like, we get well, it. Those are the two best teams in the country. Totally understand. But it, I mean, no you could put Ohio
0: State in there every year. Right? I mean, okay. unless uh, so it's a Big Ten. Yeah, it's the Big Ten. You, you've earned that, but you I think you're right. It's Alabama, Georgia, and now Ohio State every year in the college football playoff, and you feel like you're very limited to who you're going to get to see, and I think when you have 12 teams, it won't be uncommon to see a G5 team. Yeah. It won't be uncommon to see a, you know, a, a Boise. It won't be uncommon to see a San Diego State, depending on what conference they end up in. That's what college football needs. You need yes. more access to, to the lower level teams to, to, in my opinion, to balance out the college football playoff, you know, like it is really in my mind, that that's a critical piece yes. of the college football playoff. It, it truly is. By the way, we are still on hurricane watch. Um, and it is impacting a lot of sports. You look at the, the Tom terrifics because yes. Miami plays in Cincinnati tomorrow night. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are currently with their families in Miami working out at the Dolphins facility. I mean, look at the size of this storm. Yeah, dude. Look at Nassau, the Bahamas. Look at Havana, who was pounded by this storm as a Cat 3 hurricane, uh, knocked out the entire you know power grid in, in Cuba. This storm is huge, dude.
1: Yes, yes. And
0: we're moving college football games. My question is, why don't we just cancel those games? Do you, I mean, do you have I t- to? I guess
1: TV money, I guess. I I, I would guess it comes down to money. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think that... I would guess. You know, I, I think there's a certain line, um, and we're not close to that line. Like, I think they will exhaust all opportunities. We'll move teams, we'll move games, we'll, we'll do whatever we have to do to be able to play the game. And I, I tend to agree, like, why wouldn't we just delay it or something? But then that's scheduling conflicts, and it's football, and you can't play two games in one week. And it just, you know, so that's why I feel like they have to just force it almost.
0: Well, and what I'm going to do is force you to use the promo code monty 25 when you order your Papa Murphy's pizza.
4: No one goes all in on made-from-scratch freshness like Papa Murphy's. We go all in on quality. All in on craft. And on the Triple Pep pizza, we go all in on pepperoni. Because when you go all in, people notice. Go all in with a limited time triple pet pizza. Topped with three types of pepperoni for just eleven ninety nine. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza.
0: Ah, indeed. Use the promo code MONTE25 to make sure you get that uh, pizza of your dreams. Again, yes. next week, it's going to be crazy what Papa Murphy's is doing. And, you know, knowing the local owners here of all the Papa Murphy's. And yeah, Papa Murphy's is a national brand, obviously. But we deal with the local owners here in Salt Lake City. Um, And talking to one of the guys, like, they get excited about the pizza promotions that they do. And I'm super excited about their October promotion. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, You know. I, I, I love it. Let's see. Yes. SDSU says, uh, special announcement Monday. Papa Murphy's is giving out plastic orange pumpkins, too. Uh, will chocolate chip cookie dough be inside? That would be amazing. <laughs> Can you imagine the, the take and bake chocolate chip cookie dough being in a pumpkin? That would be incredible. Oh, my God. Absolutely incredible. That would be. Uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza. And really, you guys, support small business, please. You know that um, all the people we work with, um, you know, just like the people at Papa Murphy's. They're small business owners. Um, these guys, they're not national chains. They are small people that are franchise owners. And we know a good number of the franchise owners here in Salt Lake City for Papa Murphy's. And they are all local people in your community and they give back so much, you know, and, and we try not to mention them by name, but, you know, just talking to Jared, at, at the local guy in at the Papa Murphy's that we, we uh, shop at, he was talking about how his family, has own Papa Murphy's, back to his days in college, and, like, they're just really cool stories like that. So please support uh, local business. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says pumpkin pizza. Mm. <laughs> how about pumpkin spice pizza? Yeah. You know, like, exactly, Court. Look at Court McMullen. <laughs> it's a pumpkin spice pizza. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, what is that? Everybody down there is talking about... Uh, in Florida, with this hurricane, as it is seven o'clock on the Monty Show, uh, presented by the advocates, utahadvocates.com. I'm telling you, this thing in Florida is a big deal. It's real. It's cat five this, now. I think this, it yeah, it's going to be um, 155 miles an hour. Bet you weren't winds. expecting this one. 155 Dude. mile an hour wins uh, for Hurricane Ian in Florida. It is a category four, but it is just short of a category five. And they're bro. saying that it is about to hit Tampa. And, of course, uh, again, I just because I think it's interesting, we get this guy all day today. <laughs> we get this bro all day long. Yeah, just standing out there getting pounded, bro. Man, and we're looking at, obviously, we have TV on in the background here. We're looking at the live radar shot, and all the red, the power of this storm. Is gnarly. And the crazy thing is, it's not just like the eye of the hurricane. And this is why, hey, God bless Floridians. Yeah. God bless you. Because Florida, man, you knew this was coming. Because it's yes. only a matter of time, right? Yes. But if you look at the, what's called the storm surge, which is all of the rain around the eye of the hurricane, like all the branches of rain that push off the storm. Yes. You look at the Bahamas right now, they're underwater, dude. Like they are just getting dumped on lit by the the outer rings of this hurricane. You look at what happened in Havana last night where they're, they're their, their power, they're saying their power is going to be out for weeks. Yeah, man. In Cuba.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I and again that's, that's the thing about like dude, the the islands down there that are south of Florida, all of them, I, I just I feel for those people because you don't like you don't come back from that type of thing like it's gonna take a long time, man.
0: yeah, I mean, Cuba, Haiti, um, all of the Caribbean islands are just absolutely getting crushed. so yeah, man, hey man if if you're in Florida, buckle up. let's uh, let's hope that that we pass the time a little more quickly for you here on the show. If you're wherever you are, we'd love to hear from you guys on uh, Donovan Mitchell this morning on the Monty Show uh, presented by uh, the advocates Utah dot com. Uh, We tell you every day on this show, if you've been in an accident, whether that's a car accident, a motorcycle accident, riding a scooter, maybe somebody hit you, um, you know, a slip and fall, an injury at work. Hey, listen, you didn't deserve to get injured, man. Um, But what you do deserve is somebody to fight for you, somebody. and, And I hope that you hear me on this. When you get in a car accident, don't deal with the insurance company on your own. Yeah. You're giving your money away. And the advocates are the absolute industry experts. I've known Matt Driggs and the guys at, at, at the advocates for 10 years. Um, they've supported this show. They are local Utah attorneys uh, that know the market. They know the laws in Utah. Do not deal with the insurance companies on your own because all they do is try to pay you as little or nothing when you get into a car accident. Let the experts at the advocates handle that for you so you can rest, you can get healthy, they'll defer your medical bills. There's no um, you know, big retainers or your consultation, like all these yeah. lawyers charging for consultations. No, that's not the way it works at the advocates. Get online, chat with them, utahadvocates.com. Uh, you don't pay them until they win your case. That's how confident they are that they're going to win for you. You don't pay them in less than until they win at the advocates, utah The biggest stories in sports this morning. Uh, obviously this hurricane in Florida is something we're keeping a very close eye on. It has relocated uh, over a dozen athletic con- contests, including the uh, likely including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, there's a real good chance. They're not going to be able to play at Raymond James. Yeah. Um, South Florida has moved their game out of Tampa uh, the Tampa Bay bucks have taken all of their players and the players families uh to Miami uh to ride out this storm because when you look at this uh where this hurricane is tracking and what it is doing right now you'll notice that miami seems to be through the worst of it now uh yesterday we saw manhole covers floating off of the ground bro they just said the storm surge is 12 to 16 feet oh my god
1: bro you're you're done dude like I I, I don't uh, I don't even know what you do.
0: There, the National Weather Service is reporting 155 mile per hour winds, just short of a Category Five. So Dude. you understand why they're moving all this stuff. But yeah, this is a this is a big big deal. Um, you know, it, yeah, and then Garcia, you're right. Uh, Haiti always seems to be getting crushed by something. Yes. I mean, it is that that is a very 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 difficult country. Um, I mean, it's just it's nutty. Uh, let's see uh san diego state says meant to say boise state fired their oc they did did you guys see um and i hate quarterbacks that transfer it drives me crazy yeah but their quarterback transferred like dirt cutters now the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach there. like yeah the
1: program is is in transition to be nice about it
0: yep yeah. uh rants on the jazz says uh, best case scenario is 20 wins number one pick Uh, Jazz don't have a point guard some good pieces though Sexton Lowry Beasley and Vanderbilt I think you're going to see Sexton have the ball in his hands an awful lot on this team yeah and I you know I was talking to an NBA source that I know pretty well last night and he was saying that the Lakers and Jazz are still heavily engaged in trade talks so I would not be surprised to see another deal before training camp breaks I I It is surprising to me that Malik Beasley and Mike Conley are still on this team.
1: Yeah, and Conley is the one for me where I'm just like, what are we doing? I mean, there's no – like, we can spin this off as Mike provides leadership and he's a veteran voice on the team and that the team needs him. The fact is you just haven't moved him yet. Like, that to me is what – what we're, what we're looking at with Mike Conley. And J.C., on the other hand, I can kind of see why J.C. would be valuable to this team. He's still a young, young gun kind of guy. He still gets up and down really quick. Like, you know, he can fit in with what they're trying to do. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I just think it's only a matter of time for Mike, if I'm being honest about that.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think it's one of those things where it's not if Mike Conley gets traded. Yeah. Mike's going to get traded. I mean, he was talking the other day I can't remember where we heard him talking. It might have been ESPN. I saw the bite on where he was talking about how, hey, my family is staying in Salt Lake City no matter what. No, I was on the radio. My wife loves it. My kids are in school. They're they're yeah. they're entrenched. When and he, I don't know if it was a slip, but he almost said, "When I get traded," and he was like, "Well, when you know, if I if I wind up in a," it was like, "Oh, so you know you're getting traded." Yeah. Like I, I, it's I think it's inevitable.
1: I mean, yeah. I you just it just his game, and again, it's no slight to Mike. It's just
0: it's time to move him. It's been time, you know. Like it's time to go, man. Yeah, I, and and I don't think that that's anything that is an indictment on Mike. It's just yeah. where this franchise is right now. But I also want to I, I also want to talk about this this idea of the number one pick. The Utah Jazz will not end up with the number one pick. It, it the the hill to climb to get there is incredibly steep. Mm-hmm. I also think you have several organizations number one picks, Walker Kessler, Agbaji, like you have all these you have all of these high draft picks on your roster already. And I think when you look at everybody's like, you know, Juan Binyama's the guy you want, it's like, no he's not. Mm. I mean, that kid and everybody's putting out this tape now where, you know, he's out playing exhibitions and he's going to play the G League Ignite tonight and Is he a good player? Yes, he is. It's when, not if he gets hurt. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is, what is he, 7'2"? And here's my thing with... He's like 100 and... I think he's 146 pounds. Yeah, he's a stick.
1: I mean, you know, he's got... He's super tall. The the thing that people get excited about is he has touch. He can handle. He can move a little bit. He can shoot. Like, he can shoot. Like, he's got skills. But I think what no one's talking about, and this is unbelievable to me, nobody's talking about the fact that he's playing against kids. Nobody's talking about the fact that he's not playing against Zion Williamson or LeBron or or the best talent in the world because I got news for you you're going to go and try and get the number 1 overall pick and then against the Lakers he's going to get lit up against against the Pelicans against any established NBA talent he's not dominating them right like he will get blocks he will make plays he will definitely have a good NBA career I'm not doubting that but but let's stop saying that this guy is the next is the second coming of Kevin Durant cuz he's not I'm just telling you he's not he's not that athletic. He is big. He will dominate centers in the NBA, but my biggest concern is a injury, but B, he's not playing against anybody who's as strong as him or as fast as him. That's the problem. So when he tries to do this whole, you know, this back down and then spin to the baseline against a guy who can hang defensively on the block, you think that he's going to get away with that? You think that he's just going to be able to he's just going to be able to do whatever he wants? No, dude, he's not. That's not how this league works. Look at Giannis. Look at Giannis's path. Giannis came into this league without a jump shot, just as a pure athlete. And now what's he done? He had to build his body. He had to put on all this muscle. He had to learn how to yeah. shoot. So what is he, probably five or six seasons in now, whatever it's been? Now he's an MVP caliber player, and that's what I'm saying about VW. He ha- He's going to have to put on muscle and learn how to play with finesse because he's not going to be a guy that's going to bang with guys or be real physical. And I'm just simply saying that NBA defenses, especially bigs are going to know that and they're going to use physicality to get in his head. So he's going to have to figure that out.
0: I don't know. How long has Giannis been elite? Like probably five years now. Yeah. I mean, this is, I want to say he's going into his ninth full season in the NBA and he was drafted in 2013. I want to say like he, I would guess he's been elite for five years. He's really been the best player in the NBA. In that conversation, he got in the last twenty thirteen. Yeah, I mean, he. I, I think he's been. He's probably been in the best player in the uh, in the world probably the last two years, especially since the championship. But it he took, took a him a big jump. It took him five six years to become a legitimate force in the NBA, something other than a downhill dunker. So, And I think guys like VW, yeah. the road is very long because you're not going to be as athletic as the three, four combo guys that this league is putting out right now. You're you're not going to be, he's not going to be Kevin Durant. And I, I. that's why I say like for all these Jazz fans, and the, I guess this is a question I would ask NBA fans, do you want the Utah Jazz, do you want your club to have the number one pick to get VW? Because I don't. Like, as a Bulls fan, I can tell you that would not be good for us.
1: You understand how bad you have to be to get the number one overall pick? Well... Like, do
0: you understand how much pain you got to go through? And now with all the pick swaps and, the like, all the trades that have happened, like, it's just such a long road. The, The chance that the Utah Jazz are the worst team in the NBA this year, I think, is slight, but... I also think this Mike Conley trade is a big one. I think the Lakers and Jazz will make a trade before the season starts. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I Like, I, I look at what the Jazz have. I think Malik Beasley is a very valuable chip. You're not in position now to get two first-round picks from the, the Lakers. And I, right. I think that the Jazz were in position to make that happen. Uh, I was told a week ago, before the Boyan trade happened, that they had those two first-round picks. We talked about that on the show that the Jazz had two first round picks from the Lakers, but the Lakers needed to go and find a third team because I really don't think that the Jazz had an appetite to take on significant salary. Yeah. And they wanted to get under the luxury tax threshold, which they clearly did by giving Boyan Bogdanovich away to the Pistons.
1: And that's frustrating. You know, I, I've thought about that a lot. And and, you know, initially I was like, man, is 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 saying is is uttering the words, hey, they gave Boyan away, is that too harsh? But then you look at the deal and you're like, yeah, they basically gave him away. And now the news comes out yesterday that the, the day the trade happened, as soon as the trade was finalized and executed, all three of those guys, Danny, Justin, and Will, all called Kelly Olynyk. That's how excited they are about Kelly Olynyk. So I don't know, man. I think that Danny and those guys like Kelly, but... I didn't love the idea that you essentially wasted an opportunity to add another pick. Because if we're going to burn it down, which is basically what they've done and, like, transform the organization back into a young and gun, we're just going to play fast and entertaining basketball for a year kind of team, if you're going to do that, at least get your money's worth. Like, at least get, you know, as the saying goes, get the juice for the squeeze, right? Like, make sure, <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? Like, if you're going to give guys I away love that. Here, you know? Like, listen, listen, listen. You know, on Anna, a Anna, Anna Victor Wanbin, your mama, uh, do you think the juice is worth the squeeze here? Victor Wambin, your mama? It's pretty damn good. Victor Wanbin, in your mama, like he's a good player. Anyway, the point is, I love, <laughs> is the juice worth the squeeze? Right? Like-, like, it's been way too long since we've talked about TridayTrading.com slash Monty on this show. <laughs> I mean, all of our jazz coverage on uh on the Monty show is presented by um our good friends at trydaytradingcom slash Monty. Look, get off the hamster wheel looking for your your side hustle. It's over. We got it. It's done. It's Trydaytrading. trading. You have got to try day trading.
1: See what he did there, try day trading, but then you have to try day trading.
0: Like you, you day trading is a legitimate lucrative opportunity for you, especially where the markets are now. Um, the, the rebound of the market, which listen, you and I both know. Uh, I was talking to my money guy last night. We were talking about strategies in the market. He said, Be patient. You and I both know where this is going. Yeah. And when you own when you own long-term stocks, like you're not gonna day trade Amazon, right? But there are real legitimate equity opportunities in the market on a daily basis. Go back to AMC. Go back to GameStop. Go back to Doge to the Moon, bro. Doge to the Moon. Like when you look at those situations, people made money and then there were everybody else who was sitting on the sideline watching. Stop watching and start making money for your family. Start making money for yourself so that you're not grinding that nine to five for somebody else because again, I will just tell you, your paycheck that you get every two weeks yeah, man, that's the drug they give you to make you forget about your dreams. Stop forgetting about your dreams. Start prioritizing your dreams at trydaytradingcom slash Monty, tridaytrading.com slash Monty. It's it's free, no obligation. It's a webinar. You watch it and you make a decision. You go to trydaytradingcom slash Monty and you watch the webinar and you make the decision, do I want to work for myself? Or do I want to keep giving away my taxes? Do I want to keep giving away the best days of my life to my employer? Don't do that anymore, man. Work for yourself. Do what we did. Be brave. Take the leap. Get to tridaytrading.com slash Monty and work for yourself because the guys at Tradetrading Trading are so confident that they can teach you, coach you, mentor you into being a prolific day trader that they allow you to trade with their money. Your first trades, you learn to day trade at a high level with Tri-Day Trading's money, not your own. And if you make money with their money, they're going to give you 50% of the profit on that. That's how confident they are that they're going to make you a great day trader. They're going to let you trade with their money. And then when you're trading with your own money, you still get mentoring. You still get coaching because the guys at Tri-Day Trading, by the way, another local company partnering with The Monty Show, they are in Lehigh. Ryan and the guys at Tri-Day Trading, Uh, Just fantastic guys to do business with. But don't take our word for it. Watch the free webinar. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. It's free. Register. Watch it at TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Oh, by the way, all of our jazz coverage on this show is presented by TridayTrading.com slash Monty. All right, let's get your thoughts in here. Uh, M. Shepard says, Lori looks like a brick house and can handle with Grace. I think that boy has potential. He does. He does. I thought you were going somewhere else when you said Brick House. Thankfully, you did not. Uh, <laughs> M. Shepard also says, Jazz need to look at a kid out of Duke or Scoot. Well, I, I think there is depth. And it's funny you talk about, somebody was talking about that 2013 uh, draft. You yeah. guys realize that's one of the worst drafts in the history of the NBA. Isn't it? I want to say, and I, can, I think it's Anthony Bennett's draft. Where is that? Right here. Anthony Bennett, one. Victor Oladipo, two. Yeah. Otto Porter, three. Cody Zeller, jazz man, four. Alex Len, Nerlandz Noel, Ben McLemore, Can Ken...
1: Tavius. Tavius,
0: Caldwell Pope, eight. Bro. Trey Burke. Uh, Trey Burke, Utah Jazz. Bust. Trey Burke, number nine. CJ McCollum, legitimate superstar player. Yeah. Not superstar, legitimate star player. CJ McCollum. Michael Carter Williams, bust. Steven Adams. Kelly Olynyk, jazz man.
1: Because it's garbage.
0: Shabazz Muhammad, drafted by the Utah Jazz.
1: Because it's garbage.
0: And then who is drafted 15th? I'm a man. Giannis Ante, your mama. I mean, there's one legitimate superstar in that draft. Yeah. By the way, Rudy Gobert was drafted and traded to the Jazz at 27 that year. (laughs) Trey Burke was drafted and traded to the Jazz at 9 that year. Like, that draft is a disaster.
1: Yeah, dude. It's one of the worst drafts ever. And I get tired of, hey, we need to try to get the number one overall pick. Hey, we need to suck on the floor. To try to get talent in the draft. Yeah. Do you not know who's driving the car right now? Yeah. Like, I need people to understand this. Danny Ainge is not a draft guy. Danny Ainge is a fleece other organization and <laughs> turn their value into the guy I want. That's what he does. Truth. That, He's a like, buyer. That's what he does. And so, to me, I just think, you know, the VW thing, it's just tired. Like, with all due respect, I'm, I'm kind of done with it because I know for a fact they're not tanking to get the number one overall pick. What they're doing is cutting salary to get under the luxury tax threshold so they don't have to pay luxury tax, so they can save some money. And then what they're going to do is they're going to develop, and they're going to—they're basically saying, hey, we got one of the best talents in the NBA, Will Hardy, to coach our team. We've got David Fizdale in the developmental part, uh, department to, to coach these guys up because we know that's been a struggle, as the 2013 draft has like 10 examples of. Uh, and, and we're going to try and make this team better. That's what we're trying to do.
0: Ben says, uh, Monty, did you just say Victor Wanbin in your mama? LOL. (laughs) I did. I did. Thank you for the DM. I did. Absolutely. I I said that. Yes, I did. And I'm proud of it. Uh, I'm probably not proud of that. Anyway, the point is, um, you know what It, it, you're never going to win quickly through the draft. Obviously not. You're OKC, man. Yes. But if you're, you know, I think Miami's a really good example of this with Jimmy Butler or Brooklyn with with Kevin Durant and Kyrie, and we've probably seen the dark side of the process. But I look at the very few teams. Golden State, um, you know, they draft three superstars three years in a row with, with Steph, Clay, Dre. Um, I look at Boston when you put together a Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Yeah. But have they won? They haven't, and that's the dangerous side of of building through the draft is that you're you're betting on usually nineteen year old kids.
1: The Phoenix Suns to
0: become into stars, and I I look at the Phoenix Suns, who was my next bet there. You look at Devin Booker, who's just now a superstar, and they have not won. And the only reason they've really won is because of Mikael Bridges, and then oh by the way, they added Chris Paul yeah as a free agent. I'm telling you, the path to greatness is hey. Two, three, really solid draft picks, but you got to go buy superstardom. Yeah. That's the only way that you're going to win a championship. And i I look at i look at Kevin Durant, and as maligned as he was as a Warrior for that move out of OKC, they don't win without Kevin Durant. Yeah, they don't. And i I think when you look at the dynasty of the the Golden State Warriors, they're not a dynasty without Kevin Durant. Well, and, and Kevin
1: Durant doesn't come to the Warriors if they don't develop Clay, Steph, and Dre. If they weren't already truth. good, like. You know, I love Kevin Durant. Obviously, you know, his face is right here, me and, my, me and my guy, right? But but the fact is, is he wouldn't have gone to a losing team. We just all no, know he would that. not have. So I think that you have to, it goes both ways.
0: All right, let's get some of your thoughts in here. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for all of your comments, interacting with the show every day. Uh, right here on the Monty Show, presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Uh, Mike Maple says, Henderson would be ideal for Utah. Henderson, which one? Give me an idea. More detail. Yeah, more detail. And Garcy says, how about adopting the, the JRE format and keep the ad strictly at the start of the show? I don't know what JRE yeah, is. Yeah,
1: what's JRE?
0: Um, Scott Howard, when Don went political, that's when the relationship with the fans soured. Did his relationship with the fans sour? I don't think it did. I think what happened was, I agree with you, that opened the door to a bad relationship with the fans. Then the Rudy stuff forced fans to take a side. Yeah. Don versus Rudy was absolutely real. I don't believe that it was just the politics or the, the wanting to educate kids on the history. Like, it, they, all of that mess. I think... It was the Don versus Rudy thing that was his ultimate undoing. But there.
1: I think you make a good point with that though. Like that you know, the that you know, when Don started talking about that off the court stuff and the political stuff that, that kind of started that that sort of process, you know, and they kind of it all sort of yes. snowballed. And and you know, the other thing I would say about Don real quick too is like I think I hope he learned his lesson about like when to ask for a trade and when not to. I, I never believed in well, my heart that that he wanted to be traded. What I think Donovan wants is is a team that he can kind of control and be the guy and the problem was he was the guy on the floor but in the locker room I think he because he was so young he was still learning how to be the guy off the floor but
0: also by the way I think Quinn Snyder had a lack of leadership I think that Quinn did not want to Quinn was very much a player's coach Mm -hmm. and Quinn was not a guy that was going to go to Rudy Gobert and say hey you got to pipe down you know, you you because Rudy Gobert, and, and again, I just encourage you to go back to our shows. You know, going on a year now, last December when we started talking about the chemistry issues that were seeping through the the, the walls at at Vivint Arena. Yeah, and you started hearing about you know Rudy Gobert calling out guys and then not taking critique in return, and that he continually called out guys, and it's then eternal. he he called out Donovan and praised Devin Booker and. Nobody said to him, you can't do that. That's an issue. And then when guys like Mike Conley went to Rudy Gobert, Rudy didn't take it well. And he didn't take it well because he believed he was the alpha on this team. And you never had leadership from the top down saying, hey, Rudy, you got to pipe down here. Yeah, This is not how we're going to do business. And nobody ever said that. And I think ultimately that was Quinn's undoing because Quinn Snyder wanted them to be much more aggressive Quinn Snyder, the, the the day that you knew Quinn Snyder was leaving this team, and I encourage you to go back and listen to our shows that week. At the trade deadline last year, when you gave away Joe Ingles' expiring contract, yeah. when you went out and did absolutely nothing, that was the day that you told Quinn Snyder you no longer valued him as your head coach. And by the way, I don't think it's the end of the world. Yeah. But when I look at where you're at now with Will Hardy, Will Hardy's not going to be able to walk into this locker room and tell anybody anything. And I think the one blessing in disguise here is that Mike Conley, as a veteran leader, commands respect because he's done, he's been, he is. Yeah. That I'm guy. I'm say this again. He's had a great career. But the question is, when you don't play for anything and your games are not of consequence, can you really grow and develop people? can you really teach people how to lead when you're playing games that are meaningless Keep it real that's a big question i think it's one that jazz are, the jazz are gonna have to ask because when you don't play games of consequence and as we found out the hard way in dallas last year when boyan missed that shot yeah it makes you or breaks you and it broke this team yeah repeatedly losing in the bubble broke this team it happened over and over mike missed a shot boyan missed several shots Donovan never got that shot. Yeah. And it broke this team. Rudy's not on the floor. Rudy's not a factor. Terrence Mann dunked on Rudy. Like it broke this team. Yeah. Games of consequence make or break you. And I look at this Jazz team. They're not going to play a game of consequence this year. Yeah. I would guess unless something crazy happens, they're not going to play a game of consequence. But do their
1: games of consequence, you know, become present because of the vision of the team? Like, is the messaging to the team, hey, this is where we're going. Yeah, we're probably not a playoff team right this second, but this is where we're going, and this is this is the reason well, that we have to improve and play good basketball. I I wonder, you know, obviously we don't know the answer. I mean, I would assume, but, you know, again, it's just an assumption. But I would assume that, that the messaging is, hey, like, yeah, this is why we're, you know, we're – Doing what we're doing. This is why we have to play fast. This is why you have to stay healthy. This is why you got to go to bed and eat food and be a professional and, like, do all these things because, yeah, we're not winning now. But, hey, you know, Malik Beasley, hey, you know, Vardo, like, we got to – you guys need to improve. Like, you guys need to get better
0: so we can contend for championships in three years. That's
1: yeah. what I think it is.
0: Uh, 7.30 on the Monty Show presented by – our good friends at t- TridayTrading.com slash Monty. All of our jazz talk is presented by TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Um, and Garcy keeps going with, he says, JRE, Casuals?
1: Yeah, well, dude. Do you I- mean
0: Joe Rogan? Is that what you're trying to point to? Because Joe Rogan does do all of his ad. So the way Joe Rogan's podcast works, if you don't know, arguably the biggest podcast in the world is the Joe Rogan experience. Okay. The first 5 to 7 minutes of his show are all commercials. It's just him reading all of his commercials and then he never goes back to it. But we know that that's not the effective route for your advertiser. And maybe Joe gets away with that because he's got 10 million downloads a day. We don't have 10 million downloads a day, man. And as a local show here in Salt Lake City with local sponsors, we we know through our experience what drives our listener And when you're on for three hours and you read all your commercials at 6 to 6.10 and then you never go back to them, what happens at 8.30? What happens at 7.30? What happens at 6.30? It doesn't work that way. So when you're doing a live stream show, that's just not the way. I think he means. I'm not assuming you mean Joe Rogan's show.
1: Yeah, what he, he's I saying don't Joe Rogan experience. That's exactly what he's referencing. I'm
0: guessing. Yeah. I am guessing. That's that. what, he's, that's uh, what he's Rant says championship LOL shot. 103 is a game strategy made Terrence Mann look like Steph Curry two years back. Yeah, it did. Scoot Henderson. Oh, yeah. Scoot would be a great. I'm a huge Scoot guy. You know, like I, I don't know if Scoot. What is Scoot way? Um, we've talked about Scoot on this show a couple of times. Um, I am much more a believer in um, what does he weigh? Scoot Henderson is 6'2", 195, which is good size. And I, I, I this okay is, and this is well one ninety five when you're eighteen years old. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. And I look at his game, and he is he's phenomenal. I mean, the guy he's got G League experience, obviously. Like he, and I think I've even said this on the show. He'd be the guy I would take. I am never going to be the guy that's going to say draft VW. I'm not. This, I, I feel like
1: the VW thing is the same thing as Zion. Everyone said, oh, Zion's the Jesus Christ of basketball. Oh, my God, VW is just everything that any basketballing organization could ever want, even though he's doing this against 100-pound kids and nobody who's ever going to play in the NBA. How do we just skip over that? How do you have no ability to say, yeah, wow, if he's playing someone that's 250 on the block, How's that gonna work out for him? Man, if he's playing, even if he has a matchup against an NBA caliber player on the block who's six five and he's seven three, I mean, yeah, he'll probably just shoot over him, but who's who's to say that, that guy's not gonna follow him hard? That's what I have a problem with. NBA basketball is physical, bro. It is it like they are gonna come after you. And that's what I don't think people value nearly enough.
0: Yeah, and, you know, just looking at um, Scoot Henderson's G League stats last year, 11 games, 24 minutes, 14 points, um, not a 17% three-point shooter. That's going to have to get better at 6'2". But, I mean, the the guy is 18 years old, and I just – I'm a huge fan, dude. I'm a a big believer in Scoot, and he would absolutely – Mike Maples, be my guy. We've talked about that. We've talked about that a lot. Uh, Freezy Breezy says Katie's lying about what? Uh, Well, I think any I heard yesterday on, or maybe it was a couple days ago on Media Day, um, one of the talking head shows said if Kevin Durant's lips are moving, he's lying. That's his opinion, and that. But it's turned into a thing now. It's turned into a thing now, whether you like... And I hate that we do this pretty much on everything. Well, is he telling the truth? Where's the conspiracy theory here? Like, there's not. Like, this Kevin Durant bite, and I'll play it again. We played it yesterday. Um, I mean, like, I, I look at this Kevin Durant bite. Is this arrogant? <laughs> yes. But is he wrong?
3: I know I'm that good that you're just not going to give me away. So, uh, that's one thing I did appreciate about Sean and Joe is like... yeah. You're too great for us to give you away. Just that easy, that simple. So um, I get that. I know who I am. I know who I am. Yeah. Is I that mean,
0: arrogant? No. I. Well, yeah, but, it yeah, it is. It is. But is he's he not wrong?
1: wrong. No. And he's spot on. I mean, you're not. No organization is just going to give Kevin Durant away. So, and...
0: yeah. it, But you listen to that, and I totally interrupted you right there. I apologize. I'm a dick. Uh, anyway, the point is. <laughs> You listen to that. <laughs> you listen to that, and then you listen to this. Who's more truthful? You know, a
2: lot of it, like you just said, is you know I don't have to do as much offensively. You know, so I'm able to lock in. You know, on those possessions, and I'm not tired. Not as tired. Uh, getting in better shape to be able to play both sides of the ball. It's not. It's not the ability. You know, I can play defense. You know, I know that for a fact, and I haven't shown that, and that's what I'm looking forward to do here.
1: Who do you believe more? Play the Andre one two.
0: Because no. I think DeAndre Aiden falls right into this. Why? Why? Like, it, it, DeAndre Aiden's lying right
2: here. Congratulations on obviously getting the, getting the deal. Um, just maybe your, your thoughts that now that, that, that you got that. Maybe what was your initial reaction once the Suns matched the Pacers' offer?
3: I was happy. It was all done, I guess. Congratulations, <laughs> but that's bullshit.
0: No. You're like, <laughs> Dre, you're lying. You're lying. Yeah.
1: Um I mean NBA players do it all the time. I think the problem is Kevin Durant now has a reputation of being a snake as a guy wait, who just bounces around. Bro. Just look
0: at his face when he says that.
2: Congratulations on obviously getting the getting the deal. Um just maybe your your thoughts that now that that, that you got that. Maybe what was your initial reaction once the Suns matched the pacers off?
3: I was happy. It was all done, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are not a good poker player, sir. <laughs> You're not. You didn't want the Suns to match. No. <laughs> and obviously, this goes along with this bite right
3: here. I haven't spoken to him on No, I haven't spoken to him at all. Ever since the game. No. I'm here. You have to here? Yeah, I'm all right.
2: When I'm in between those
3: lines, man, I'll just work. You know, I'm not playing for myself. You know, I have an organization across my chest, and a name on my back I have to represent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> okay, dude. No. Yeah, sure you are. Sure that's you what, are. That's being a liar. That's yeah. not being honest. See, I think when like, you look
1: think, at... Dude, Kevin was being genuine in that bite. Like, maybe that makes him an asshole, <laughs> but he was being genuine. <laughs> Come on, dude. Well,
0: you know, that's my dude. Um, Yeah. Kevin, you know, he ain't wrong. Don't lie to me. Yeah, he's not wrong. I know
3: I'm that good that you're just not going to give me away. So uh, that's one thing I did appreciate about Sean and Joe. is like, yeah, you're too great for us to give you away. Just that easy, that simple. So um, I get that. I know who I am. You
0: know, I know who I am. I'm Kevin Durant.
3: What you want me to say to that (laughs) (laughs)
0: I don't know. I think Donnie has been, I I don't understand why Donovan Mitchell continues to talk about the jazz. It's weird to me. Um, He, you know, he, he met with the media, you know, the day they introduced him, he's done two media sessions. Okay. Um, so that's how After that he's done two media sessions and every time he's talked about the jazz. Mm-hmm. And you know he talks about how I was out of shape previously. He Donnie, talks about please. you know he talks about how oh we just didn't get the job done. Now we didn't
3: you're out of your element. Yeah man,
0: we didn't win in Utah. Like he just keeps pounding the nail. Yeah. We didn't win in Utah. We didn't get the job done. We didn't you win in Utah. You have no frame of reference. Nah.
5: Yeah, dude, just keeps keeps
0: going. His mouth, bro, And, and and I don't understand it. And if you look at if you look at these, look at this this quote. Like he
3: was not ever asked about Utah. You know, I've made it to the playoffs every year. Ultimately, I haven't gotten to the end goal, and that's what I'm looking to do here. You know, I think, and my goals align with the team's goals, which makes it easier. But for me, um, it's it's no secret I haven't won. You know, we have I haven't won. We didn't win in Utah. We didn't get the job done as a group. So now that I'm here in Cleveland, that's the goal. You know, it's to, not just to make the playoffs, but to go deep into the playoffs. Ronnie, and-
0: please. You weren't asked about it, bro. You weren't. Donovan Mitchell continues. And I think it is him exercising his demons. Yeah, I think he just continues to take shots at the Jazz because I I think he's bitter over it. Football 50 in 12 minutes. We'll have the very latest on uh, Hurricane Ian. Uh, we'll have this this conversation uh, coming up about the college football playoff. Uh, that's going to be the main part of our football 50 presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza here at, in 12 minutes. But this Don thing is interesting to me. I just don't know why he keeps going. Yeah, I I, I really don't understand it. Uh, why he keeps going. SD uh, San Diego State Aztec says, I'm a Suns fan. I am not an Aiton fan. Unhappy that we he was matched. Grow a pair Aiton, a larger hands, too. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah. I can I can only tell you that he is, he still does not catch the basketball well, DeAndre Ayton. But we've talked about it for a long time. DeAndre Ayton's soft. Like, he's not a guy that wants to bang. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton would far rather shoot a, a 10-foot jump shot than dunk on somebody. But no one's going to disrespect you know? me. He's not Miles Turner. He's not, you know, he's not that guy. And I'm not afraid to die. Not- I think we all learned a very hard lesson. <laughs> Boy, you are on fire today. I think we Give all learned some a Mike
1: Tyson energy.
0: <laughs> but, but seriously, I think we all learned a very hard lesson about Rudy Gobert from Miles Turner. Like, Speaking of not afraid to die, Miles Turner was ready to kick the crap out of Rudy Gobert, who's Pretty like, much. whoa, bro, what's the problem?"
1: Catch me outside, how right? About
0: I, I mean, that's I,
1: literally what Rudy said. Rudy's
0: like, "Yeah, we can take it outside after the game, but what I
1: just
6: said, you know, like,
0: what are you doing?" Because Rudy Gobert's soft. I look at DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton's soft, and in this league, if you're going to be a seven footer, you can't be soft, and you better be able to shoot. And so, like, I look at Victor Wamba near your mama, like, I think he's... The problem with VW is he's soft. You yeah, go going to try me then. You know, I look at your guy, Chet. Chet is soft. He is. But Chet's a great
1: example of what VW is going to be. VW is bigger than Chet. Chet hasn't even played an NBA
0: game and LeBron hurt him. Come on, dude. I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. Um... Jose Rodriguez, you're doing the same thing, exaggerating minor issues like the media's treatment of Don. Don had everything to succeed and blew it. Well, A, I don't think he had everything to succeed. I think the roster construction, Dennis Lindsay was absolutely paralyzing to this franchise. I I don't there's no other way to say that. And I know that, you know, people got all upset when we said that the day he was fired, but Dennis Lindsay screwed this team for for probably five years. Yeah. You know, you look at you look at the financial repercussions of Simply Rudy's contract alone is, is hamstringing this franchise. And we can sit here and we can sugarcoat it. But the way the media treated Donovan Mitchell ran him out of town on uh, to a certain level. I'm not saying it's the only reason Donovan Mitchell did not play defense and he absolutely was not good enough um, to win here. I, yeah. I don't disagree with that.
1: And I don't think we're exaggerating minor issues. The guy keeps talking about the jazz and like that they didn't win and they didn't get the job done and it wasn't good enough. And then, you know, proceeds to say that he's going to start playing defense and everything's better in Cleveland. It very, it just feels, it's not exaggerating, man. It's clearly a grass is greener on the other side of the fence mentality. That's what it is. And, and, and look, I, I'm not even saying I disagree with what, what the, the point that he's making. I don't disagree that, Hey, they didn't get the job done. Hey, like, You know, you didn't have enough to win. Like, I disagree with you, Jose. He didn't have enough to win. Boyan Bogdanovich and Rudy Gobert are not championship caliber players. They're just not. There's not a a world in an NBA game where Boyan Bogdanovich should be doing anything other than shooting the three ball out of the corner. That just is what it is. There's not a world where Rudy Gobert should be the, the, the second option to score a bucket on your basketball team. That's just not how it should be. But yet that's how it was for Donovan Mitchell in his five seasons with the Utah Jazz. So for me, again, I don't disagree with he's saying. What I disagree with is that you keep bringing up Utah instead of talking about how you well, have all this awesome stuff happening in Cleveland.
0: I, I don't think there is any doubt. And, and to address your point specifically about them winning, the roster construction was was broke here. Yeah, And I think that's why we are where we are with the Jazz. But make no mistake about it, Donovan Mitchell is going to average 30 points a game this year. And if he doesn't, it's because he's got a ton of talent around him. He never had a ton of talent around him. Rudy Gobert is not a championship player when the roster is built around him. Could he win a championship in Minnesota? Sure. Dude,
1: the guy can't even win Euros. Like, get the hell out of here with NBA championships, uh, But I think it's
0: different than that. I look at the NBA, and I think the guys around you absolutely make or break you. Why did Kevin Durant go to Golden State? Because they had a ton of talent. Why did Golden State beat Boston? Golden State's more talented. Talent wins in the NBA. You have to have some chemistry, and this team absolutely had zero chemistry. Yeah. But the media taking shots at Don on a daily basis, the media straight making up stories about Donovan Mitchell that were f- completely and not then having true.
1: to retract and apologize on Twitter because he went after you.
0: Which, by the way, never works. You I'll can retract. Right. You can retract anything you want. It's not. It's not possible. Um, and I'm sorry, doesn't cover it. You look at the way the media mistreated Donovan Mitchell. I've never seen it. I've never seen it before. And I again I don't say this because oh look at me I'm a, I'm a, I'm awesome. I only say this because I've seen a lot in a lot of major markets. I've worked professionally in the, in sports media, covered the NBA in LA, Chicago, San Francisco, Sacramento. I've seen it. Yeah. I've never seen a star player like Donovan Mitchell have the relationship and the dysfunction nor have I ever seen a team allow that kind of relationship and dysfunction to go on with the media. Yeah. It is un, unheard of. And it, it, I think it is a very good reason why he does not want to be here anymore. Yeah. I think it's part of it. Absolutely. It's part of it. Um, You know, I, I, I it just is, it just is what it is. Yeah. I, I, there's no, there's no great way, you know, to go about that. Uh, Brad Turner says, hi, first post. Gives us a five dollar tip. Appreciate you, Brad. That's a way to break in, Brad. Yeah, appreciate you. Um, I appreciate you, he says. I hail from Little Brotherland of USU. Ooh, tough season. Uh I root for the big bro, Utah. Die Hard, uh, pray for the jazz diehard pray for jazz fan. Thank you for the truth. You're welcome. We appreciate that. Josh Loverin, thoughts on Malika Andrew. Ugh. Malika Andrews. Uh, Twitter is killing her and asking ESPN for Rachel Nichols to replace her. So Malika Andrews went ham. She's kind of been on one lately. Uh-huh. She's likes to fight guy. Like she yeah, is she got a
1: strong personality,
0: no doubt. But no, it's I I think she's really trying to be like an alpha. I don't know what happened to Malika Andrews because she went from somebody that was like a darling, yeah. well received. To somebody that just wants to punch you in the face for no matter what you say, man. Look, the sky's blue. No, it's not. Like, <laughs> what are we watching? Are you out of your goddamn mind? And I saw that on Twitter yesterday that people were going after. I didn't Monica see. Andrews.
1: I didn't see what she said. I missed that. It's so not it's,
0: what she said. It's what she's saying. She is being yeah. super aggressive. Yeah. Really abrasive. But no one's like, going to disrespect me. Going after Kendrick Perkins repeatedly. Yeah. You know, like it's just it's crazy to me that she. She's gone from a darling to somebody that a lot of basketball fans can't stand watching. And I actually don't mind Perk, in his opinion. I mean, I don't love the it's guy. but I, It's gotten I mean, he's improved. It's gotten better. Yeah. Uh, Jansen says Porzingis is an underrated shooter. Injury if prone. If
1: he can be on the floor. Injury prone. Like, again, another perfect example of a guy who was, like, the best thing since sliced bread, and what has he actually done?
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, football 50 and 15 minutes. Chet is going to keep getting injured unless it gains some weight, Freezy Breezy yeah, said. Dude. Sure. Yes. Yep. Yep. Eric C. Don is not upset with the jazz. Come on. Okay. I don't know that he's upset with the jazz, but he's certainly, I mean, he's doing interviews where he's not asked anything remotely possibly related to the jazz. And he brings up, well, yeah, we didn't win in Utah. We didn't get the
1: job done as a group. And he also said in that clip that he made a small reference to everyone being aligned on the, on values and goals, which to me, was definitely a hey yeah our team was dysfunctional didn't you know you know wasn't on the same page like you don't just say those things Don no. is not dumb he's not stupid and so the the reason I disagree with the assertion that this is this is like blowing something out of proportion or making something out of nothing is because he's he's what you just said he's being asked a question completely unrelated to the jazz yet he keeps bringing it up. It w- again, it would be different if someone said, well, hey, so how does, you know, obviously you're coming from the Utah Jazz. How does your new situation compare to what you had there? Okay.
5: Now let's the rip jazz. the jazz. Let's rip
1: the jazz, right? <laughs> right? But when, I don't remember what she asked them, but basically when you're getting questions like, hey, what are you looking forward to this year? Or, what are you working on in your game? Or, you know, just basic ask basketball questions. And you're bringing up the jazz. That's what tells me you're still on the
0: jazz stuff. Yep, I agree. Uh, Aztec gives us a ten dollars tip and says, I "Haven't tipped y'all in a while for the infrastructure." Thank you, like appreciate um, you when you guys tip us. I want you to understand, and what he means by for the infrastructure, we don't put that money in our pocket. Yeah, um, you know, like our good friends at Wayman Brothers Construction, um, right now are doing a huge project for us. Uh, we're in the home stretch, baby. We're, we're probably a week away from talking about it. Yeah, uh, Wayman Brothers Construction is doing a huge project for us that is a good. Good chunk of change. And yeah. so when you give us a $10 tip or a $5 tip, that's where it's going. Um, we're, you know, like all of the camera equipment, all of the lighting infrastructure we're buying, like that's where your tips go. And I you probably don't care, but it's not like we're taking them to buy flats for Jake. no. We are buying lights, camera, equipment, studio, all that good stuff. So, um, yeah. And by the way, if you need a contractor, find our guys at Wayman Brothers Construction, 801-654-1028. 801-654-1028 for Wayman Brothers Construction. Local family business right here in Salt Lake City. Uh, They serve the entire valley. Call them. There's not a project too big or too small. And I know this is basement finishing season, and people love finished basements here in Utah. They're the best at it. Um, they've done several projects for me. As I said, you know, they built a deck around my hot tub last winter. Um, they're just fabulous to do business with. They communicate. They're on time. Their finished product is remarkable. It is so good. And you know, one of the things we're doing is we're building a custom project right now. So there's not a blueprint for it for the finer details, right? So, Josh, who's one of their leads over there at Wayman Brothers Construction, you know, calls me and says, hey, I'm going to be at the project in five minutes. Let's meet there and talk about it. All right, cool. So he says, hey, I see this is an issue. Here's how I'd like to fix that problem. How would you like to fix it? And we kind of come together and talk about it and we come up with a solution. I love that because they're communicating. They're fixing the issue and the finished product is amazing. And by the way, they are on budget, which is huge. Wayman Brothers Construction, 801-654-1028. 801-654-1028, 801-654-1028, telling me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Aztec, appreciate the tip, man. Uh, it Makes a big difference. Brent Burnett says, um, Gobert and Spida going to be just fine. I think so. Yeah. I think Rudy Gobert is the bigger question. Will Rudy Gobert ever be the centerpiece on another ball club? I think that's a big question. When you're paying him and Cat, I think it's in 2024, Carl anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert will combine to make $100 million. I
1: think defensively they're going to be fine obviously but i think offensively i have real questions about floor spacing about how you're going to w- what that looks like because i again you know with utah rudy a lot of time you know would kind of get pushed into this no man's land at the baseline and at the block where he'd be out of the paint but kind of at the baseline waiting for the play to develop
0: and i don't know what you do with both of what them what did we see in the dallas series We saw in the Dallas series last year that Rudy Gobert loved Papa Murphy's pizza and football at 50, 10 to the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. Well Well played. We'll get back to the jazz in the NBA coming up in 10 minutes. But right now, let's talk football right here. Thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's. Download the Papa Murphy's app. Order your pizza. What do I do every Friday? Get on the Papa Murphy's app, order my pizza at 10 a.m., pick it up at 5 o'clock, and it's fresh and ready to go. They've got my, you know, my take-and-bake chocolate chip cookie dough. Pop it all on the smoker, done in 25 minutes. I'm telling you, by the way, we always talk about the pizza that we order. Again, Jimmy yesterday asked me on Twitter, hey, what's the recipe for the pizza you order? It's a large crust. Barbecue sauce Not my red friends. Red sauce,
1: barbecue.
0: Barbecue. Get it right. Barbecue. Put a little onion mix on there. Put a little mozzarella cheese. Mozzarella. Put a little, you know, um, onion, um, pineapple. Yes, I put pineapple on my pizza. Little mushroom, little cheese mix, and then you top it off with the green onion. Yes. Oh, bomb. I'm telling you. Ironwood,
1: 885, 25 minutes, 425.
0: And there's nothing like pizza during football season right off the smoker.
1: On a 50-degree day. Let's go. And wait
0: until Monday. The Papa Murphy's promotion for October is off the chain. As is the college football playoff, friends. The committee met (laughs) yesterday. Um, And I wonder your thoughts on this. Does the college football playoff need to be expanded? Duh. It does. Right? But is it 12? Is it 16? Should they do it now? Should they wait? Like, where are you at on the urgency to expand the college football play? Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I think it's—I think it should be as soon as possible, but I think you have to do it within reason. Like, I think you can't just say, all right, yeah, tomorrow we're going to expand this thing and do whatever the hell we want. Like, I think you have to take into consideration conference realignment, what the Big Ten's doing, what the what's going to happen to the Pac-10, what's going to happen to the Big 12, like, who's adding teams where? Because once that gets finalized – then you can make an educated decision on whether it should be 12 or 16 or 87. Like, you can decide how many teams are going to get into the college football playoff. And I think that you also have to consider the AP Top 25. I mean, you're this is love it or hate it, and I personally hate it, but that's what everyone goes off of for the college football playoff. And I think that, you know, when it comes right down to it, you have a bunch of guys sitting around a table looking at the AP Top 25, deciding who the teams should be. And I'm just here to say you can't expand the college football playoff if you don't know where these what conference these teams are gonna be in. You know, if Utah Utah's in the well, Big Twelve, that changes things. So I, I think that's interesting. That's I, why I, I say you have to I think you have to wait. To answer your question, I think you gotta wait probably two years to actually expand it because then you will know where everyone's
0: landed. You know what I, I think one of the things that's so interesting to me is that there's a debate on whether this should happen now or later. The college football playoff is expanding. We know that. Yeah. The meeting in the college football playoff committee is do you do it now or do you do it later? And I think you do it now. And I think when I say now, I don't think you can do it before 2024 just based on TV money and the financials of college football. Yeah. But I look at what you have right now, and I just don't think you have enough. I, I think – I, I guess I'm in the minority on this, but I feel like the G5 is really important for the college football playoff. Um, I think it's incredibly important to include, you know, the Boise States, the Utah States. I think it's really important to include the smaller schools because it grows the, the, the product. Yeah. And if you look at Boise State, if Boise State isn't in the BCS and, uh, you know, if Boise State's not winning games of consequence, are they really expanding their, their facilities right now? They're probably not. You know, you you look at where the Mountain West Conference is currently, love them or hate them, Craig Thompson made them nationally relevant. Yeah. And so I look at San Diego State as a great example here. I think San Diego State is a college football name during expansion because of where they're located, and they've got to act on that. That's where I'm at with the college football playoff. You're in a position of leverage now. I think you have to act on it. And I would love 16 I I like the idea of of getting to 12 and then ultimately moving to 16, but why not go to 16 right away? Yeah. I think it is. It's not. And by the way, it's not 16 games. I think the other thing that people forget is if you're doing 16 teams, it's eight games down to four games. Down to two games, down to a championship game. And you're game.
1: talking about bye weeks, and you're talking about seeding. And, and the other thing I think, real quick, you got to consider is how much bias does the SEC either gain or lose in an expanded college football playoff? Because, again, right now it's like, hey, yeah, Georgia and Alabama have to be in because we only have four teams. They have to be in. So I I would be well, curious to see how that bias would But But
0: I, I think if you look at where the SEC is now and you look at the depth that's built into that conference – you know, like I would wonder the same thing about the Big Ten. How many Big Ten teams get in? Michigan's probably a, a, a college football playoff team. Yeah. You know, I look yeah. at teams like peripheral teams in the Big Ten right now. You know, the, the the Penn States of the world, the Michigan States of the world. Look at Purdue. Purdue's been a darling. I look at the SEC and I say to myself, how long is Lane Kiffin going to, you know, I don't know what, wander around the woods of mediocrity at, at, at Ole Miss? Um, I look at Jimbo at AM. Like, I mean, there's a lot of compelling storylines. I look at the Big 12, and I say to myself, is Texas Tech a, a playoff team? Well, at 16, he- hell, even at 12, maybe Texas Tech is. You know, Texas in the SEC. I don't know if Texas is a playoff team in the SEC, but they have a better chance at 12 or 16. Like, it's just better yeah. for college football. Yeah. I don't buy the wear and tear on the college athlete. I don't buy that it degrades the Bulls. Use the the use the 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 big nameplate New Year Six bowls, you know, as a as a playoff that like you do now. Yes. Use the you know sixteen teams, you know, eight games. Use those you know four of those games. Give some teams buys, you know. Hey, play your way into you know twelve teams. Totally, and, you know, like there's ways to do this. Yes. And I do think if you can do it in 2024, you should absolutely do it because I can't think of a reason not to expand it.
1: And I agree. Twelve Expanding to 12 just to go to 16 in like three years feels very procedural. Why would you not just go to 16? Well,
0: and I think it's because of the grant of rights. That and you look at what's going on with the Big 12 and you look at what's going on with the pack and yeah. you look at the way that expansion and contraction and merging and you look at the TV dollars that are at play right now the college football playoff is in the exact same situation. Hey, if we go to 12, are we going to get more money from our TV deal? Hey, if we go to 16 and we wait for 2025 20, or 20, like, that's what you're waiting for. Yeah. Because if the SEC, let's say the SEC expands, or let's say the Big 12 and the Pac merge, let's say Oregon and Washington with, you know, USC and UCLA, Cal and Stanford end up in the Big 10, and now you have a Western Conference. Like, yeah. all of those things are dollar signs for the Big 10. So, It's not as simple as, well, let's do it this season. Well, you can't do that because you have TV deals. So I I do think it is a viable conversation, and I think it's a really important discussion. I I, I think it's one you can't get wrong. Um, Let's see. Fat Jesus says, Ken Williams is a genius. Ken Williams says, put 16 teams into a hat and draw. Make it fun and do it live. Uh, Talk about ratings, LOL. Agreed. Do Do it do it, I, KD style, dude.
1: And I think that I, I think that the 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 thing is the thing, and this is very stupid in my opinion. But I can just already see that people who make these decisions are like, well, what happens if Alabama plays Utah State, or what happens if some great team plays a crappy team? And all I have to say is, hey, that's the nature of the beast. You got opportunity. If you lose, that's on them. You know what I mean? Like that's on Utah State or whatever you know, G five or, or lower end team is getting pounded by Alabama, that's on them. There's not much you can do. Alabama. You know.
0: Yeah, you're going to get pounded by Alabama, but you should, when your team gets pounded by Alabama, do it while you're eating Papa Murphy's pizza.
4: No one goes all in on made-from-scratch freshness like Papa Murphy's. We go all in on quality. All in on craft. And on the Triple Pep pizza, we go all in on pepperoni. (laughs) Because when you go all in, people notice. Go all in with a limited time triple pep pizza, topped with three types of pepperoni for just eleven ninety-nine. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza.
0: Uh, indeed. Make sure you use the promo code Monty25, M-O-N-T-Y, Monty25, to get your Papa Murphy's pizza. 25% off your order of $25 or more. And by the way, Tanner Plummer, you know, your first comment out of the day, you know, usually it's hey guys, hey guys. Good to see you. Good morning. No, today it's hey we don't do pineapple on pizza. I, I, I Tanner. What's Hullabilly Billy got to say?
1: I'm I'm not here for the for the the nonsense on pineapple. What's Hullabilly What's hollow Billy up to?
0: Pineapple pizza with some hot sauce hey, is amazing. Hey, you see what I mean? See what I'm saying? Cast Coolin says y'all bugging. That sounds gross. No. Okay. So maybe we need to get this going. Okay, Papa Murphy's Chicken yes, Bake.
5: Yes, you did.
0: You know, in the Papa Murphy's app, you can customize your pizza any way you want it. Why are we not putting pineapple on pizza? It, it, this, feels like, this feels like one of those things. Like, nobody puts, you know, like olives, I think, you know, Satan's giblets, yeah, right? Like, who, who, I mean, wait, come on. Come because on. it's garbage. Come on, come on. Nobody eats olives, dude. Come on. Well, apparently they do. But my point is why, why can we not put. Pineapple on pizza.
1: Yeah, I don't understand it. I mean, we had someone the other day last week who tried pineapple and was like, whoa, I've been
0: missing out for years. Yeah, I'm telling you. Pineapple will change your groinial machinations. It will. Excuse
1: me, groinial machinations? Yeah, look
0: it up. Um, Tucker Brady says, pepperoni and jalapeno plus pineapple is goat. Okay. Okay. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Ken Williams says, get the Chicago pizza. It's so yummy. I add the pineapple. I love pineapple. I do. I like pineapple on pizza. Uh, San Diego State says, you missed my hot sauce comment yesterday, Monty. What is it? By the way, do you guys know the story of Sriracha hot sauce? Mrs. Monty, while she was practicing her Kawhi Leonard laugh, mm-hmm. sent me a story on Twitter the other day about um, the guy that founded Sriracha has never spent a dollar on advertising, doesn't have any salespeople. It just does its job. Huh. He just makes hot sauce and he prints hundies. Well Like it's... That's the Tell that's me, the hot life sauce we need.
1: Is a low key thing. Like it's it
0: it adds to the dish. Okay, Dalen uh, Sproul says there's a reason why in commercials they don't show that. The majority of people don't like pineapple on pizza. Not a go to. No shame. But I don't like it on pizza. Dallin, you know you remember how okay.
1: Dallin Holker left BYU. Dallin? I think you're the Dalen that might have to
0: you know enter the transfer portal here because
1: comments know. like that are offensive.
0: Uh, let's see. NY Jazz fan says, "Don't knock it till you try it." I tried it. Being an A.C. now I am a pineapple ham pizza fan.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> see what I'm saying? Murica. Speaking of America, Fat Jesus says, "No pineapple, America." Wow. I, I mean, how, what kind of God oh, doesn't like, what boy. kind of God doesn't like pineapple? Oh, you
1: summoned. You oh, summoned an early boy. appearance on the show, Fat Jesus. There we go.
0: Fat
6: Jesus, I thought that I thought we had a thing going, like we we Whoa. had like a parody we were on the same level and you have abandoned me
0: that's still one of the best drops ever this is
6: fucking america whatever
0: fat uh, jesus you need to reevaluate your life yeah you, you need you need to grow up what kind of god doesn't put pineapple on a pizza
4: yes americans
0: you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> this is taking over the show now presented by the advocates UtahAdvocates.com. Um, let's see uh M Shepard says uh, daddy Murphy's pineapple ham and their white <laughs> sauce on thin crust is goat daddy. <laughs> <laughs> see now no never mind no man um let's see fun fact Mexicans only order Hawaiian pizzas for some reason hey man I like my Mexican brothers yeah there's nothing wrong with that uh you know I I'm, I'm whoa wings of Gumby says may as well put chocolate frosting on pizza then what's wrong with that I'm, I'm here for that. Johnny, please. I'm here for that. Uh, Ken Williams says, I can't eat peppers or pepperoni. It gives me heartburn. I'm not a pep guy. Yeah. I'm not a pep guy. Yeah. We, we, we've had this. this my but guy, everyone
1: who eats pep tells me the Papa Murphy's pep is good. Yeah. So, my I guy,
0: mean. Caleb Harrison, is like, hey, man, pepperoni all day. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Uh, Brent Burnett says, who doesn't like pizza? I don't know. That's un-American. Uh, Russians. That's who don't like pizza. Right. Uh, Jansen says, pineapple, pepperoni, and green bell pepper. The best trip. Uh. Now, Mrs. Monty is a bell pepper fan. Right. I am not a bell pepper fan on pizza. Uh, Justin Salas. My dude. What's up, Justin? Good to hear from you. Are you back in Utah yet? Uh, Justin says, pineapple doesn't belong anywhere near or on a pizza. Okay. Are you out of your Texas. goddamn mind? You keep your non-pineapple having ass in Texas. So you now. better check yourself. I'm kidding. Totally kidding. I love that we can debate food on this show. Do you know... That here on the Monty show presented by the advocates, utahavates.com, that uh debating food is one of my favorite things to do on the show. To
3: what do I owe this place?
0: You know, ranch versus blue cheese. Dude. Okay, that's not okay. really a debate. Over the weekend, I
1: specifically went out of my way to get Super Chick's Ranch. Yeah. With I, the with the Traeger wings, and my oh. God, dude. I mean, I, I'm just talking about like excellent. Excellent.
0: Oh the, what is it? The Diabo or what's that? Asada. Asada seasoning. The
1: Asada seasoning. Dude, Clint turned us on to the Asada. I mean, it's, it's bomb, at, dude. Clint uh, at
0: Barbecue Pit Stop, barbecuepitstop.com. Uh, Clint in the Lehigh store. He's a Absolutely he's the phenomenal, king dude. seasoning. Dude, like, incredible. Yes, I just, you know. Anyway. Okay, Tom Basilia says, remember dessert pizza? It, 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 oh, he, yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Had, like, frosting and cinnamon sugar. Anybody, they still do that. Okay, Bro.
1: Get the nomenclature right. It's a cinnamon pull apart that's oh. cut like a pizza. Oh well,
0: excuse my groinial machinations. Come on. A pull apart. But I am, I will say, not to keep doing the Papa Murphy's commercial, but I will say that it is really tough to beat their take and bake chocolate chip cookies. Yeah like, it is. If you if you have the no, fact mm, that you can smoke those too just adds another layer. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Uh, Giggity says, "Love you, Jake." But food advice from Mister Chicken Burrito is hard to accept. Well, Giggity,
1: that's you know, that's you know. This man was a bona fide scrub. Listen to me, I I can appreciate your your oh. your opinions, Giggity, but, uh, but welcome, I know how uh, to eat. I mean, hey, you know. Hey,
0: welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? Hey, do you guys? Hey, hey bro, do you guys have uh, chicken burritos? Fucking a. We don't. <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, but we do have chicken nuggies. All right, I'm out. Thanks. <laughs> We're like no matter where we are, like in Hawaii, we're at Fred's. Get the hell out of here! I did not get a chicken at burrito at Fred's. And he's and he's no, looking at not. the menu. He's like, "Well, chicken burrito or a chicken burrito? This is a top." fucking choice. Bernal equinox. Well, I think I'll go fish tacos. Come on, we're at Mama's Fish House in Maui, and he's like, the 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 beautiful Hawaiian Polynesian waitress walks up and it's like, "What can I get for you, sir?" Hey guys. He's like, "Hey, do you guys have a chicken burrito on the menu?"
3: He's just a hack
0: who you are, man. Own your brand. Own your brand. It's not my brand. Own it's your not. brand. I yes, got a great fish dish. It's not lies. Lies. No, it's not. No, it, it is lies, actually. You only order chicken burritos when we're not in Hawaii. You are fake. To so everywhere else. Uh, Brett Burnett says, pizza, great. Anyone can make it the way they want. Exactly Totally. Right. Jeremy Severy says pineapple, barbecue, bacon, onion, and chicken pizza. Oh, damn, oh my dude. god. Stop, bro. Please. Oh my god. I think um one of our listeners, I can't was it Raphael? Somebody asked me about um Oh, Neville asked me about the chicken pizza we had at the barbecue pit bro, stop giveaway. Dude. The BYU watch party. <sighs> so good. Uh let's see. Josh Leverin says God loves pineapple but hates it on pizza. Josh.
2: Sorry, folks,
0: that's what it is. Uh, Fat Jesus says, uh, if Mrs. Monty is into pineapple, I'm into it, and I'm into Mrs. Monty. Wow. Wow. Daddy. Okay. Uh NYA <laughs> Jazz fan says sausage greater than pepperoni all day. Oh, I loved. But again, Mr. Chicken Burrito Hold Dick on. over Whoa. here. Whoa, she's wearing a pineapple shirt, bro. She is wearing she is wearing like she's her, committed. She's wearing her Lululemon. Yeah, like she's
1: committed. God damn it. Dude, now you have gotta, to show this.
0: I mean, you have like. She's got. I just her,
1: realized we're talking about pineapple, and she's wearing a pineapple shirt. She is wearing a pineapple. Got, whoa,
0: whoa, nice arm, bro. Well, let's zoom nice. off her rack. There's the. That is the. <laughs> okay. That is the Lululemon. Feel responsible. That is the Lululemon Maui exclusive, uh, pineapple shirt that Mrs. Monty got on Maui. So I say, hey, more power to you, kid. She, pineapple rock. She's dedicated to the pineapple game. You know what I'm saying? Okay, go away. Um, <laughs> by the way, sausage, sausage or pepperoni? Okay. Well, Mrs. Mazzi's a huge sausage fan. Uh-oh. Okay. With um, bell
6: peppers and onions. No.
0: Stop with that. Stop. <laughs> I'm just um, saying. Okay, and by the way, I made awesome linner last night.
1: That was phenomenal.
0: I made an awesome Dude. dinner last night. Mastacholi with some okay, r- red penne. sauce.
1: It's penne. Relax.
0: Anyway, mostaccioli with some red sauce. I layered in the Parmesan cheese into the the sauce. I had some ground turkey with red onion. Telling you, yeah. I am telling I you. It was Penny. Uh, Jeremy Bolton on Masticoli, uh says, "If you put pineapple on pizza, you might as well order flat." I really don't care side. if you think it's sus. Alex no. Caruso likes pineapple on pizza. Yeah. By the way, uh, Jeremy Bolton, I don't know if you saw this yesterday. Alex Caruso wanted to change his number away from number six to honor bill russell so he petitioned the nba for permission because you can't just change your number you have to ask if you're allowed to uh the nba said no alex caruso you can't change your jersey number because you sell too many jerseys
5: i'm for real (laughs) i'm
0: for real you've added to this problem so by the way not only did you you get into an alex caruso problem here we made your kids buy you an alex caruso jersey to make it so that Alex Caruso is one of the top selling jerseys in the NBA. Yeah, Just saying. Uh, <laughs> and Garcy says, too far with the Russian comment. LOL. There's two O's and two when you're saying too much, too far, too soon. T O O. I'm going to say this again. Unless you're Russian and then they don't use O's. Uh, let's Bam. see. Uh, Ken Williams says, bell peppers. Yuck. Thank you, Ken. Thank you for talking truth to power. Thank Kenneth. you.
6: Ken, we don't know what's missing in your life.
0: Who hurt you, Ken? Uh, Who hurt anyway, you? the. How did we get here? Uh, Russian pizza is gross compared to American pizza. Just so everyone's aware, you had Russian pizza, Alan Sproul, Have you had pizza in Russia? I didn't know Russian pizza was a thing.
6: Well, there's pizza all over the world. Yeah, but no, there's
1: not. But like, yeah, sure, there might be pizza located in Russia, but it's not Russian pizza. Like it's a New York pizza or
0: Chicago style, or but the water determines how good the pizza is. Yeah, because you got to make the dough. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all know that. What um, is
6: that? I wonder if there is like a different combo. Okay, now nah, like nah, nah, I'm gonna look on it. it or?
0: Nah, I gotta look oh, it oh, look at my guy it's Teddy light. Wayman. Look at my guy Teddy Wayman.
6: What's Teddy saying?
0: Pineapple on pizza is a mouthgasm. A Thank mouthgasm. You. Can't make this stuff up, friends. And okay, by the way, Russian pizza
1: is commonly referred to as makba, which is topped with mackerel, tuna, oh, sardines, come on! salmon, and onions. Mac-
6: I Dude, told you they put sardines That, in that is up.
1: gnar. Mackerel. Bro, that is gnarly. They love,
6: they love like, greasy fish. They love Look that Fuck out of here, mackerel. That Mackerel's is a very ugly. oily fish. Yeah. No,
0: no, no.
6: I can't say I'm trying that one. No. But, um, it's called
1: makba, and it's one of the most popular pizza combos in Russia, up, according to Google. Again, I, you know.
0: San Diego State Aztecs has groinial machina- machinations. I believe that's proper spelling, too. Uh, they didn't teach me anything about that during my graduate work at Gonzaga. Definitely not at San Diego State. I'll have to look that up. Check. Dude. Dude, check. I'm telling you, all you have to do is, you know, check the Urban Dictionary. Check, you know, <clears throat> it, it's a real
3: You're word. casual.
0: Uh, LOL, Jake hid under the table. Yeah, he did. Dude. Uh, Fat Jesus says chicken burrito is the grown-up version of dinosaur. Yeah, dude, chicken. like
1: I embrace it. Like I like chicken burritos. I that mean, with you know, but mac and cheese. But listen, man. I need like, precisely put the mac Get in there. Ritz give crackers. me some eggs. Oh. Just, like, some and then you know, my, instead of refried beans, I need a little peanut butter. Like we're we're good, man. Hey, we're uh, chilling,
0: man. Hey, hey, Jake, what do you want for lunch? Uh, PB and J, but can you cut the crust off? Or... Yeah, come on, I like <laughs> it the way I like can it. You, can you cut the crust off? Please? Yeah, we he wants it made with you know, use like a
6: cookie cutter around one. Yeah, just like smash crackdown. that. Hey, thing. Hey mom, then, can you
0: put a, a heart shaped cutout in the middle of my sandwich so that I know you love me? Even though you don't? I mean, I just want to feel the love today.
5: How about that? All
0: right, let's move on. Uh Jansen says, damn, uh, now I'm hungry for pizza. Seriously. Papa Murphy's app using protocol Monty25. Um, let's see. Ken Williams says, Mrs. Monty Loyal. I'll bet she is blushing. No, that says Mrs. Monty L O L. Monty Loyal. Uh, M O N T Y L O L, that's not a promo code either. But are you blushing right now? No. Why offense. would I be blushing? I don't know. She took offense. Uh, Justin Solis says the pineapple upside down. Stop it! Pineapple upside down cake is so good. <laughs> you know can what you, I'm saying? Can uh, you
6: make a pineapple upside down pizza?
0: San Diego State Aztec says rocket sister, and you do. I mean, I I love the, uh, but the problem is that was like a ninety dollar shirt in Maui. Sixty oh oh I just six oh oh just 60. I overpaid oh okay it's just 60 Buccane. it's just 60. We had I've to got
6: stock the store we had to stand outside the store and wait for it to open and we were like foreheads pressed up against the window waiting
0: yeah you know like I'm over here with holes in my boxer shorts and you're buying 60 dollars pizza shirts
6: I actually got it with money from my birthday people gave me cash
0: cash money uh, a couple more on this. Sausage and pineapple, mushroom, and onion. Yummy. Yes, I'm telling you. Sausage pizza, far better than... No. Do not. Do not order pepper. I am not a pepperoni guy. It's not. Kurt Meyer says, as long as there's anch- no anchovies on pizza, I'm good with it. No That's fish. That's disgusting, exactly right. dude. Like It's gross. Wings of Gumby. In Russia, pizza sends out for you exactly right oh by the way do you guys worry about nukes in russia oh god do you think that happens
1: i don't think it happens just be just because of you know like
0: if you're russia you know what's coming to you yeah i agree um (laughs) jansen what's wrong with dino shaped chicken nuggets i still eat those because they're good you eating those with ketchup or ranch bro or are you, I, a fry sauce you know the best thing that i like that i never eat and i don't know that i've ever had them but i want one i like those breaded chicken patties that you get frozen in oh, yeah, like costco dude. yes oh my yes dude they're mrs., bomb mrs monti's like no no you're fat you're not eating those what's wrong with you leave those alone chubs let's go get some high fiber cereal leave those alone chubs she will not let me buy them well, she won't and i'm glad because i frankly she's my she's my litmus test on pretty much anything i eat right um this is what's going to happen. Tonto. Those are so good. Yes. Like, I'm telling you, Tostino's Pizza Rolls, bomb. Pop-Tarts. Um, I said Pop-Tarts. Right, Pop-Tarts. You didn't say bomb. Um, yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> you
1: don't like Pop-Tarts? I just wasn't a Pop-Tart kid. I nev- I wasn't, you know. They're not that I great, didn't I didn't say I didn't like them. God? I said that I didn't have a lot of them as a kid, so I'm not on that train.
0: God, will you please allow Jake's balls to drop so that mm-hmm. you want to? <laughs>
1: Now, bro. Now,
6: if we had a toaster strudel, do
0: you know what that's like? These things, you know. I, 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 what? How do you not like pop
2: tarts? Double I chocolate. Have in this world is my boss and my word. And he ain't and got I'm either one.
3: For no.
0: Like, what's r- pop? Double chocolate pop tarts are amazing. Put them in the toaster oven, burn your fingers while you eat them. It's Whatever. amazing. By the way, did you know that when you boil mostaccioli in a pan? Okay, it's penne. Okay, anyway, do you know that when you boil <laughs> you get your penne, back, penne, right. penne chicken burritos? Yeah. Did you know that when you boil penne in a pot, the pot gets hot?
1: Three-fourths of this is inaccurate.
0: I totally burned my fingers yesterday like, oh, let me move this pot. <laughs> like it was not, it was not good. <laughs> no. it, it, was, it was not good, you know. I'm just saying Kurt Meyer says no balls on pizza please yeah thanks extra seasoning if you want and I ain't giving but, up no damn rice crispy treats you man. know Jansen
6: I bet you like in, in Nebraska oh my they make God. like Rocky Mountain Oyster you know probably Oh, probably
0: why would you say that Why, like, dude, it's 817. This isn't even the non sports story part of the show. I know, apparently it is. This is the BYU Utah State portion of the show that's become Pop Tarts and Rocky Mountain Oyster. We still got tomorrow to talk about it. We're fine. And balls. Um, Jansen says Pop Tarts are overrated, but they're still very good. They're not overrated. They're They're not overrated.
6: They're not that good. Okay.
0: Uh, It's a boy lake bringing levity to the show. Pop Tarts are amazing.
6: But no one acknowledged my toaster strudel comment way better than a Pop-Tart.
0: Okay, I don't even disagree with you. Uh, Ken Williams says Pop-Tarts are nasty. You know what, A, A, they're not, but B, you know the thing that I want? What? I want those stupid little Danish at Costco that you still have not bought me. I asked for those specifically in Maui. Did I get them? I Did I get them? Did I get them? I mean, it looks like I ate a whole pallet of them. I didn't, because I I didn't get them. I mean I am I'm, I'm like the I, I feel like I'm in a conservatorship. I can't eat what I look, want Brittany, I take can't, it easy. I poop where <laughs> I want. But you know. Wow. Those Danishes are so good. I have salivated over and I'm sorry if you bought a pack I salivated on. But there's the well, Danish you're big, at Costco. You're, you're, you're Just big.
6: lean over them and look at them and drool.
1: Now you're a big Malasada <laughs> guy, right? Jake? Are
0: you asking for violence today? <laughs>
6: but come on, when we were at the farmer's market and you got those little tiny malasadas, they were Having delicious. Fun, the we guy. didn't get did yes, we? Yes, you got the little tiny ones that they filled no, with No, I'm telling you,
0: the win at the farmer's market was that stupid little steamed bun with purple sweet potato in it. Bao,
6: yeah. Chao-su-bao. No, it wasn't It su was, that's pork. We got same the sweet, pork, potato sweet
0: potato mm, bao. Pork and sweet potato are the same thing. Okay. Where did you go to school? Where did you go to school? Probably San Diego State. Um, Karen Montemayor says, BYU are the Pop-Tarts, Utah State are the Rocky Mountain Oysters. Hey. Okay. I mean, I I don't hate you for that. Lopes Fan Gabe says, Toaster Strudel, tell me you're rich without telling me you're rich. (laughs) Well, look at her shirt. $60 shirt. Yeah, take the comment off. Take the comment off. Okay. $60 shirt, but I'm not allowed to... $60. Sixty dollars now. Model it. There you go. Oh, don't, please wow. don't, don't shake them. Please. Wow. You are gonna get the whole world on fire. <laughs> Daddy. You know what I'm saying? Sixty dollars shirt. I'm not allowed to buy toaster strudel at at you, anyway. Are we? Are, okay. you, are we just okay. all in on this now? Or I guess. I mean, I, I don't guess. know. Are people? Are we can. Billy says malasadas are amazing. They're not. That's a lie. Um, Monty uh, make eat them all. Lol. His face. Yeah, I'm telling you. It's just I, I just I, you know. Biggest piston benefit was helping the Pistons to win more games with malasadas. Do malasadas help people win more was it
6: games? Donuts? Did they have pop tarts or toaster strudels? These
0: nuts. Um, wow. Jan- what? Anyway, Jansen said I think uh, they are overrated only because people praise them as the best food ever made. They aren't. Well, we all know that hot pockets are the best food ever made. Mm right one I of my mean, favorite things going to school sausage cheese sauce oh yeah do you dude. guys rem- what was the worst thing I have, you like,
6: ate acid reflux just from that
0: yeah well i mean your gas has been terrible lately Bonnie. um but if you look like do you guys remember the worst things you ate in school as a kid jake what was the worst thing you ate i don't know oh M- i mean round Lake uh, senior high- round Lake senior high school pizza puffs and ranch dressing furthermore pizza puff the pizza pizza yeah. puff dipped in mayonnaise
1: there was a thing in elementary yes! school. There was a thing where <laughs> the pizza was so greasy they made you had to like dry it off. Oh, that's Co- that's called Costco pizza. Yeah, but like this was like ten times worse. Costco, I actually don't think is that oh, bad. But... Look at the look on your face, like Just...
0: you. Oh. Tell me you didn't eat terrible things from the lunch lady.
6: You know what stands out in my head was like they used to give us sometimes these like bean and cheese burritos. That yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Ugh. Like. bean and cheese burritos. kind of tortilla and just flavorless. No.
0: There was a, and I don't even know if it's still there. I I spent one year in hell at uh, Round Lake Senior High School, maybe two years. I don't know. I try to black it out. (laughs) There was a hot dog stand in that crap hole town uh, called Scotty's Hot Dogs. Scotty's Red Hots. The best. Yeah. The best pizza puff was at Scotty's Red Hots. Oh my God. There you go. So good so good i don't know uh giggity hot pockets are lava bombs exploding in your mouth dude seriously there i'm amazing
6: burns in your mouth
0: oh oh yeah well yeah of course yeah but that's only because you microwaved them while you were playing super mario brothers right so you didn't have time to let them cool you know what i mean like yeah you had to hammer them between games uh jansen says hot pockets or pizza rolls are the best i agree i'm telling you Again, another thing I'm not allowed to eat because of um, somebody who pays $60 for pineapple t-shirts. I want it. Tostino's Pizza Rolls. With ranch. That's what I'm saying. Mini tacos. Disgusting. You remember those mini tacos from uh, Costco that you would get in the yes. box? We had them at a Super Air Bowl party one year. Yes, dude. I they are bomb. I may have thrown up 12 times after I ate those. Well. And it's... I went back and got 12 more. It was amazing. Uh, canned peas. Worst thing ever. Oh. oh. The water. It, As a kid, you want to know the trauma that I have as a kid. My mom was a huge canned vegetable fan, Mm -hmm. so like she would, and this is why I won't eat beets ever. Just take your beets and go to hell. I started having second thoughts. Beets are delicious. My mom would buy beets in a jar, glass jar, jewel in a glass jar, and she would drink the beet juice.
1: Oh. Dude, why?
0: My mom. Bro. Would, my mom would make. No, that's wrong. My mom would oh. make a canned vegetables pretty much every day. It vexes me. The next time I see anybody drink the, the uh water out of um water chestnuts. Oh. It's like, I'm telling you, it's the worst thing. Terribly ever. Vexed. It's traumatizing.
1: That's gnarly. Like, I mean,
0: that's worse than the Russian pizza. Come on. Beet juice? I will oh. never eat a beet again. I won't. Mrs. Monty and I did a juice fast, and she used to juice the F out of beets. Uh-oh. Nah, bro. Nope. Like Beet
6: juice is really good for uh-uh. you when it's freshly done. I would never drink it out of a jar. That's disgusting. Oh. But like fresh beets are delicious. A little butter on those.
0: <laughs> no, they're not.
6: Oh, so good.
0: Somebody lied to you.
6: No, I've had them.
0: Yeah, they're some of, delicious. Like I, like I said, somebody lied to you. <laughs> You just I, were
6: I, abused as a child. And now I know oh, that, I was. That, that your mother is definitely not right if she was drinking that stuff out of a jar. Beat, like beet juice. Oh. Like,
0: and you know the other thing that I I, I I hated? Like we used to so I grew up in Chicago, right? Yeah. So there's all kinds of great little um, you know, small business like Mexican grocery stores in Chicago. Yeah. And so they make these onion and Mrs. Monty loves these things, by the way. Yeah. Onion radish, like death. Oh, the like,
6: pickled vegetables where you get, like, yeah. you get no. jalapeno, you get carrot, you get onion. Mm. Delicious. Yeah,
0: my, my, Delicious. my mother used to drink that juice. Dude, no. what was it with your mom and juice? Jesus.
6: No, that's vinegar. You're, like, you're drinking Bro. vinegar. That's disgusting. Dude. He
0: is a sick puppy. No, I'm not Dude. Doing it. I won't. I'm not doing it. Boiled okra? Who does boiled okra? Drazad. Drazad. Says boiled okra is the worst thing ever. It me yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's is is. gnarly, man. Corn beef hash, gross. Yes. Um, was it corned beef that we used to get? Do you guys remember as a kid, like lunch? Your mom would get lunch meat? Yeah, or whatever, and make sandwiches. My, uh, we used to get, and I can't remember the brand. Like it used to come in a red box. My mom, like once a month, would buy us corned beef. I think it was so good. Hmm. So good is a lunch meat. But I'm also the guy that likes liverwurst. Okay, like I love that stuff. Yes, yeah, I'm with him. Liverwurst and ranch mm-hmm. dressing on white bread no. is a life hack. Nope. Yes, Mm-mm. it is. Okay. No. Okay. No. Uh, S- San Diego State Aztec says Monty, I smoked two joints in the afternoon, then I smoked two more, hurling hot pocket. Con- <laughs> hurling the hot pocket. Th- con- this? This? <laughs> I smoked two joints in the morning uh not but oh no but is amazing but lunch meat you just open up the pack and because it comes in a big clump and you just eat all of it at one time i'm fat oh, oh. like the,
6: the uh, we used to have but the, the ham the yes really thinly sliced yes. yes. ham yes and it is it's kind of like in a wad yes and you oh a man wad. oh my god we used to slice like a chunk of like a little bar of cream cheese roll it up inside of buttig ham
0: yes is so delicious oh. Lopes fan Gabe, you're never coming to my home again. Catch me as a little kid pounding cans of Vienna sausage like a boss. <laughs> like, like
6: a oh my boss. God. Yeah, <laughs> dude, we loved Vienna sausage.
5: <laughs>
0: That's that, amazing. Oh,
6: deviled ham. Did you ever have the little deviled no, ham? No, what is the, deviled ham? In a little tiny can. Jake, look up deviled but you ham.
0: Also, but you also, you freak, you also like spam. Like, you're like, oh yeah. Hey, can I get some spam and liver juice mixed Bro, together? What
1: is this? Deviled ham? Yeah. Why do you like spam?
6: I don't love it, but like you know, every once in a while, a spam musubi is good.
1: Deviled ham, oh, yeah, is ground ham mixed with spicy seasonings like chili peppers, cayenne peppers, oh, and
5: mustard. On.
6: Come on, deviled ham on a sandwich. Come on, someone in the comments. It's like, is like a, no. it's like ham. a, um, no. you know, it's like it's like, tuna. like a pate. It's like a. Th- it did you say it's like a pate? Yeah, and you like liverwurst, so hey,
0: <laughs> cloth, bro. Deviled no. ham
6: tastes better. Oh.
0: Like, I just think of, like, they're Bro, you, how did we get here? I don't know. Because We're talking she, about deviled ham. She takes over the show. <laughs> she shows up wearing a shirt with that rack, and what am I supposed to do? Stop it. Okay, bye. Devil ground ham. Get out of here. And it's very powerful. Can I Johnson? Can I Johnson? Can I Johnson? Can, Johnson? can I Jansen? Can I Johnson says, Spam fried egg sandwiches, beast mode.
5: Oh, oh dude.
0: I would do that. Bro. God Lord Jeff Bevin says facts. Mrs Monty Spam musabi is fabulous, dude. I I honestly feel abused. Like I feel like somebody were abused. I feel like well yeah regularly routinely, and I was never beaten as a child. uh, Uh, Ken says I like spam with eggs. Okay, I I don't I'm okay. Um, Fried Spam with garlic fried rice is delicious. Ooh. Utah Home Loan says Musabi. Okay, Subi. Same thing, Subi. Flow. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, "Head cheese, stop."
6: That's disgusting. Head cheese. Wings Jake, of Gumby says, "Head cheese." You've no, never seen please. head cheese before. Don't. Go ahead, no, look
0: it up. Don't. Do,
6: People still eat it. Do not, I don't even know why. Jake. Like sometimes you just know.
0: Jake, don't. do not trust her. Oh my. Do God. not. See? I oh my it. God. I told you. What? What? I told you. I looked at it for two seconds and had to go back. I told you not to do it. That was horrifying. Mm. Yeah. Don't, dude! Don't. I'm no. telling you, uh, Zayman says, "Ha, Mrs. Monty just full on mic dropped on Monty. You like liverwurst?
6: <laughs> You're picking on like an avina sausage. Uh... You're picking on like an deviled ham, Ooh. and you like liverwurst."
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, "When my dad cooked, even the dog left the house." <laughs>
6: The dog was like, no, that's fine. Oh,
0: San Diego State says, Monty, what do you do? You gawk. Duh. Exactly right. Hey, baby. Deep it hey. real. <laughs> wow. All right. 8.30. Uh, Whoa, go feed the dogs. Wow. Get out of here. 8.30, Monty, uh, in the morning, every day live on YouTube, presented by The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. If you've been in an accident, you need help trust me when i say you want somebody to fight for you that's why you go to the advocates UtahAdvocates.com. chat with them on their website um i'm telling you that i've known matt driggs and those guys for over a decade when you're in a pinch and you need somebody to fight for you it is the advocates there's no doubt you don't pay any consultation fees there are no huge retainers we don't do that no at the advocates you don't pay until they win your case That's how confident they are that they can help you. Utahadvocates.com. The Advocates present The Monty Show right here on YouTube, live and on your phone every single morning. Um, I think the biggest story in sports this morning to reset here, I think it's twofold. This hurricane um, is awfully close. Yeah, dude. Awfully close to being a Cat 5. It is 155 miles an hour. Uh, winds off the coast of Florida, uh, approaching Fort Myers, Naples at the moment. Um, they're they're surmising that this will uh, make landfall between Fort Myers and Tampa. The eye of the storm, and it is close. Like I mean, the the outer rings of the hurricane are on the coast of Florida as we sit here and watch. Um, I mean, the storm surge is just dominating uh, the Bahamas. In in I mean, Cuba overnight absolutely took a beating. Essentially, the entire state of Florida is is getting just shellacked right now. Yeah. Um, so absolutely keep an eye on that. But this storm is absolutely a behemoth. Um, if you know people in Florida, please check in on them. Encourage them to evacuate. Get to South Florida. That's really where you're at. Um, in my opinion, I, that's where you're safe. I just... Um, Man, be cool. Yeah. Uh, M. Shepard says, Monty and Jake making me laugh out loud while on Front Runner. I'm getting weird looks from everybody in this car. Sorry, (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) You know, sorry, not sorry. Dax Johnson says, Hey, love the show. Got most of my tools stolen today at work on the site. This show is getting me through that. Appreciate the hard work, fellas. Go Cougs. Oh, Dax. Dax, I'm sorry to hear that. Dude, I'm sorry, man. It is. And and you know what? It's funny. I was talking to uh, one of the guys... um, at Maverick Center the other day talking about how his, his tools got stolen in his carport. Um, he has a locked cover on his truck and somebody took a brick and just beat the hell out of this lock. And I'm like, how did that not wake you up? And he's like, yeah, my master bedroom's in the basement. Yeah. And they took all of his, all of his power, his DeWalt power tools. Yeah. Um, sorry to hear that. Dax glad we could help. Thanks for the 4.99. Um, Man, that sucks. And my jazz fan says, Dax, sorry to hear that, man. Some people are just such a joke. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. They are like, and that's the thing, like breaking in or robbing somebody's work truck. You're just a jerk, man. Like you have no, you have no empathy for what that person's doing. And do you think he's got a truck full of tools because he, he isn't working for have a living? I <laughs> think he's driving around wasting gas on that. I think crazy. crazy. Um, I think the Donovan Mitchell, Utah Jazz stuff, I think, is absolutely a story this morning. Um, Donovan Mitchell just won't stop talking about the Utah Jazz. And, you know, I love Donnie. I think everybody here knows that I am a – I'm a Don guy. I'm a supporter of Donovan Mitchell. I think he's going to have a huge year this year. I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are better for it. I think the Knicks are worse off not having him. Um But Donovan Mitchell needs to move on now because the things he continues to say, and I want to play this video and I want you to understand, um, and we probably should have had the question on this next time. He was not asked anything about the Utah Jazz. In, in this clip, but listen to how much he talks
3: about the Jets. You know, I've made it to the playoffs every year. Ultimately, I haven't gotten to the end goal, and that's what I'm looking to do here. You know, I think and my goals align with our team's goals, which makes it easier, but for me, um, it's it's no secret I haven't won. You know, we have I haven't won. We didn't win in Utah. We didn't get the job done as a group. So now that I'm here in Cleveland, that's the goal. You know, it's the, not just to make the playoffs, but to go deep into the playoffs. And-
0: I, I I mean, listen, I get it. You, yeah. You, you, so we didn't get it done as a group. We didn't win in Utah. My goal is to not make the playoffs. It's to go deep into the playoffs. Not sure like, our philosophies are aligned. I mean, just taking shot after shot, and I, I don't understand it. There is clearly underlying bitterness because he also said this. Which, if you're a Jazz fan, this is the one that should really bother you. A lot of it,
2: like you just said, is you know I don't have to do as much offensively. You know, so I'm able to lock in. You know, in those possessions, and I'm not tired not as tired. Uh, getting in better shape to be able to play both sides of the ball. It's not, it's not the ability, you know, I can play defense. You know, I know that for a fact and
0: I haven't shown that. And that's what I'm looking forward to do here. Uh, uh, (laughs) So did you really just say you weren't in good enough shape in Utah to play defense?
1: I think that's what he said, but I think what he was trying to say is that, is that the reason he wasn't in good enough shape is because he had to play offense too much that he had to carry the load too much on offense. So he was tired
0: on defense. That's you think that's what he was yeah, saying? Yeah, That's what he's saying. I don't know, man. I, I think I, that's kind of a shot at what the roster well, was and you let's play it again. What is is Donovan Mitchell saying he he was not in good enough shape to play defense. You know, a lot of it, like you just said, is
2: you know, I don't have to do as much offensively, you know, so I'm able to lock in, you know, in most possessions and I'm not tired, not as tired of uh, getting in better shape to be able to play both sides of the ball. It's not it's not the
0: ability. You know, I can play defense, you know, I know that for a fact, and I haven't shown that and that's what I'm looking forward to do here. And- I see what you're saying. He just said he's not in good enough shape to play defense because he had to spend so much energy on offense. Yeah. Uh, I don't care. Like it, it, that's part of being a pro. I don't know. I I just feel like he needs to move on now. That's what yeah. this feels like to me. Yeah, like dude. Don needs to move on from Utah. It's, he's
1: playing the grass is greener on the other side of the fence yeah. card. He's saying, "Hey, yeah, well, now that I'm here, I don't have to do as much offensively, so I should be able to play better defense." Which basically is another way of saying, "Yeah, the roster we had in Utah." you know, wasn't good enough. So I had to carry too much on offense, which really hurt me on defense. Uh, Okay. I guess. Cool. Why not just say, yeah, you know, I, you know, I'm really excited about, about playing with, you know, as, as they refer to Darius Garland, DG, I'm really excited about playing with DG and Evan and, and you know, everyone. We got here, and right, and, and right. I've been working really hard on on my defensive game because I know that that's been kind of a weak point in my in my game as an NBA player. It just like,
0: it just, it feels unnecessary.
1: Yeah, you could easily not have said that, and and we've gotten some comments today about how we're just blowing this out of proportion, and you know, we're making too much of it. And I don't think we're making too much of it. And the only reason I say that is because it's not as though he was asked a direct question, like. Hey Donovan, do you feel like the roster when, you know, this past season in Utah made it so that you had to carry too much offensively and you were tired on defense? Okay, now you can talk about but it. But
0: you got to be a professional. Yeah. I mean, at some point you you have to it's a two-way game. Defense wins championships in this league. Yeah. And I feel like when you're saying, "Hey, you know, what stop talking about the Jazz, Don." It, it, you know with all due lack of respect stop talking about the jazz we get it you're pissed off you're bitter okay whatever it is you are yeah you need to stop bringing up the fact well we didn't win in Utah hey I want to go deep into the playoffs not go like we get it we you're get it. bitter we get we it. get it and it, it's just it's really frustrating to me it's it, he just needs to move and on. and on
1: the other side of it before we get to these comments the media is not helping themselves once again I mean if you again go look around you know the media on Twitter go look at you know, Eric and Andy and Tony, and like look at some of these Twitter feeds and see what they're saying and tell me that the jazz media is not bitter about Donovan, you know, and how this all went down. Try yeah. to make that case when you're reading the stuff that they're saying.
0: Jeff Bevin, the beard. By the way, Jeff Bevin has a, another local business guy. You want to talk about side hustles? Yeah. Jeff Bevin, I, and Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, he does everything from vending machines, but he's got a great beard product business oh like he does like beard conditioners he does like all kinds of great stuff you know who you need to hook up with is teddy wayman dude, because teddy's, teddy's got, got that beard, beard dude. Days, he says all talk i believe don can play defense but i will be surprised if he does a, a on a consistent basis could be yep um m shepherd says bless your heart d mitch uh brian clegg says i tired too too tired to play defense give me a break sounds like excuses i Facts. agree Brent Burnett says, defense is factored as a team. Yeah, but your individual components are what make you a great group. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I just don't – yeah. Jansen says, I agree with Jake, but I just don't like DM statements. I agree. You know. Dallin says, get in better shape. He was paid $25 million to play basketball at your job. That's what I'm saying. Agreed. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Brent Burnett says, spite of just being real, I love it. Okay. Okay uh, M uh, Shepard says didn't the jazz consult D Mitch while building the roster they did they did they had consistent talks throughout the the mid part of last year into the into the summer So it is what it is. my jazz fan says there will be issues in Cleveland. you watch egos ISOball wanting to be the guy in Cleveland will cause tension. We'll see and if that know, does we'll
1: happen then that's an indictment on Donovan
0: Mitchell I mean that there's no way around that Yeah we'll see Rudy Sanchez says, do you think Mitchell was moved to New York? If Mitchell was moved to New York, he would be making these comments. Sounds like he's sour about being traded to the Cavs instead of the Knicks. I you know, I don't know. I've I've heard that a lot. I don't think he's upset being in Cleveland. He's a great fit there. Yeah. He is a great fit there. He's gonna win now versus not. The guy is pissed that it didn't work out in Utah. Like, let's be honest
1: about so. it. You went to the postseason five times and didn't get the damn job done. Like he's upset about it. And I don't I don't hold that against Don. I don't blame Dom for it. I'm not salty about it. I just think that the the You know, Donovan has proving to do like now Donovan's turning into a guy who's on this new team and the talking's got to stop. Now it's time to show me you've got a mid-range game. It's time to show me that you put time into your legs. So we stop with the ankle injuries and the soft tissue stuff. It's time to show me that that hero ball 25 40 footer threes when when things get difficult. Have gone away for you, and you're going to go to the mid range and rely on that mid range. I need to see improvement, like the like you know he's got to do that if he's going to continue to say whatever the hell he wants.
0: I'll just continue to say that I believe Donovan Mitchell will be a top five player in this league. Wow, he will be. I and I think this better be. Well, I mean, I think that there's a real good chance he scores thirty points a game this year. I, I I, honestly, I, I they may have too too much offense. They may have too much offense on that team. Evan Mobley's a hell of a player. DG is a hell of a player. Kevin Love can really shoot it. Like, I, I would not be surprised if he comes out and gives them 30 points. I, I, I just wouldn't. That, that's, yeah. that's me, and I know that they have a lot of guys that are you know are trying to break in and become full-time players and full-time stars and establish something for themselves. So they went to TridayTrading.com slash Monty because they didn't want to grind on the 9-to-5 anymore
1: incredible.
0: They wanted to establish something for themselves, which is what we all want to do. Get out of your your side hustle grind, because I'm telling you now, day trading is absolutely real. It is something you should look at. You can scale it into a full-time business. You can work for yourself. You can make that money you've been trying to make. Uh, Make sure you get to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. It's called try day trading. You should try day trading because they're going to teach you how to do it, they're going to train you. They're going to mentor you. They're going to coach you, and then you're going to trade their money, not yours. And if you make money on their money, they're going to give you fifty percent of the profit. Mm. That's the best part. And the other best part is it's free to find out if it's a fit for you. trydaytradingcom slash monty Register for the free webinar. Watch it and then make a decision. There's no obligation. You're not ro- roped into anything. If you watch that webinar, I think the thing that you should be worried about is you're going to realize how lucrative day trading is. You're going to realize that you've been losing tens of thousands of dollars by not day trading, and you're going to want to get involved in it. That's what you should be thinking because you don't need to be doing Amazon FBA. You don't need to be doing all these side hustles when you can take day trading and turn it into your full-time gig. Stop working for the man. Start working for the man yourself. Try daytrading.com slash Monty. Um, they're a local business. They're in Lehigh. Ryan and the guys are great people to do business with. No matter where you listen to this show, you can absolutely work with the guys at TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Check it out. Watch the free webinar. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. A couple more comments on Don and the Jazz. Uh, Let's see. Are the Cavs really going to win a chip? We all know that answer. Basically, the same as the Jazz at their best with Don. Don will be disappointed again in Cleveland in two to four years. We'll it see. just depends. What does Darius Garland turn into? That The issue with Donovan Mitchell in his roster here in, in Utah was there was nobody else that was even close to him. Yeah. By far the best player. Bogey was at his ceiling. Conley was at his ceiling. Rudy was not going to be an offensive force in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And he Don was not willing, in my opinion, to play defense. And he also didn't trust his teammates offensively. And I think the minute... You know, some people have told me the minute that bogey missed that shot in Dallas at Don, Don knew he had made the right decision not to trust his teammates. Yeah. And I think that's when he was all in on roster reconstruction. Yeah. And the minute that, that bogey missed that shot in Dallas, Rudy Gobert was gone. And I think that the formative foundation, if you will, of this rebuild started with that bogey miss. Yeah. And it's just, but it goes back to the trade deadline. So... I just don't think that Don had a running mate. They never Clearly. got him somebody to play with here. Clearly. So, yeah. you know. Yep. Uh, Jeff Bevan says the transition was smooth. Monty is the smoothest transitioner in the game. Facts. Yeah, bro. And we ain't even got all the tools yet for it. You're you going to see some more stuff coming. Marlon Shaw says uh, Ian's eyewall expected to make landfall in the next 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. We're- yeah. We
1: got Buddy the News reporter out here in, in the rainstorm, just, you know, getting absolutely lit uh, by this storm. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> It's so funny. CNN's on in the background. The guys wearing a green jacket too. It's funny. Just thing. like it's amazing. Like literally the same thing.
0: It's amazing what they do to. The, why are you putting reporters in the middle of this stuff? I don't get it. They've always got on the perfect.
1: That's the, what it is, man.
0: They've always got on the ball cap that's soaking wet. Um, they've got on the jacket that's soaking wet. Make sure
1: that that's branded though. That jacket, you know.
0: You know, I, I it, this storm is no joke though. It's one hundred fifty-five miles an hour. Um, just short of a category five. It is expected to make landfall um uh, between Fort Myers and Tampa on the Gulf Coast. This yeah, is dude. a real deal, dude. Like y'all feel me? This is nothing to joke about or play games with. I mean, yeah. this storm is massive. Absolutely decimated Haiti and Cuba. Um, the power is out in Cuba, like they have no power infrastructure. Like this is a big, big deal. Yeah, man. And I think when you see the magnitude of the storm, I, I again just say I don't know how people in Florida continue to do it. I really don't. And I I just wish you the best. Uh, yeah, Marlon I Shaw, do it, everybody bro. else, man. I, I don't know how you don't how you don't pull the evacuation string there. Like it's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, Lee Christensen. The Jazz had the best offense in the NBA. He honestly says he had to do too much on offense. He's 25. Right. You had the best offense in the NBA because you were one-dimensional. You were a three-point shooting team. The best teams in the NBA, again, I just go back to Golden State. Yeah. They're always at the rim. Yeah. But they kill you with the three-point shot. That's what this team didn't have. And they didn't have a consistent mid-range player. And Bogey tried to be that. Don tried to be that, but that's not something you can just hit a switch on, um, you know. And, and just, you know, that's not something that you can do easily, quickly, readily. Yeah,
1: I mean, and that's why I always had an issue with all oh, of the best offense in the league because it's on paper. It's not. It's not an actual reality. They may. They may score a bunch of points every night in the regular season, but when it comes to playing the Clippers or the Dallas Mavericks or a playoff team you see what happens. And that's why I say, I don't even disagree with what Donovan is saying, man. What I have a problem with is you continue to go backwards. I'm a big believer in just go
0: forward. Be yes. positive. Like just, just go, you know? Yeah. I, I, I don't like revising history and I think we do it far too often. Yeah, I do. I, I think we do it far too often. Uh, Kate Nuren says, Zach is coming back this week. He'll take the jets to the playoffs. Yeah. KK. KKK. We'll see. The Jets, A, are not a playoff team. Um, B, I think Joe Flacco has uh, far outperformed Zach Wilson. And I think Zach's got to prove he's healthy. Um, I mean, I, th- I think we all recognize that Joe Flacco's not a full-time quarterback anymore. Yeah, it's a problem when Joe Flacco's outperforming you. You have to but show what, you,
1: what you're what you capable of.
0: Zach has never really shown that he's a number one. Yeah. He's not shown, he's not justified that pick of the New York Jets at number two with him. You know, like, it, 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 it just... To me anyway, I Yeah, I, that's a problem. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh let's see. Jared uh NY Jazz fan says Jaron greater than Zach Wilson. Hero ball loses games, but the moms love it. Ask Giselle. There Excuse
1: me, it's Jizzy.
0: It's Jizzy. It's Giselle's Bunchton. Yeah, thank you. I do agree though that Jaron Hall's a better quarterback than Zach Wilson was. Yeah. I think it, and it's because it was Wyoming. But I think what we saw. From Jaron Hall against Wyoming was nothing short of spectacular. Mm-hmm. The throws he made, the back throw, shoulder throw, the touchdown—like just flat out
1: getting it done. I and, mean, and the, it, the
0: ball to Isaac Rex on the sideline. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Isaac Rex,
1: Kano Hill, like all, all the passes that he made in that game. I think just kind of show you like he's improved a lot, and I and I think that he's getting a lot of kudos because he's doing this without his best talent, and that he deserves credit for that.
0: Yeah, and I I uh, I think it's one of the one of the more interesting angles is that you're playing Utah State tomorrow, and this 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 rivalry is coming to an end now. I mean, when you look at Utah State versus BYU, this has truly been a history, historic rival. This has truly been one of those situations where um, this has been a game that I think fans on both sides of the line look forward to the well the old yes. wagon wheel and. It, I think the injury history, whatnot, but BYU ended this series because um, they are going into the, the big 12 and they, they needed roster room, but I thought it was interesting um, that you're adding Southern Illinois, right? The Salukis,
1: the Salukis
0: to this, to the schedule in 2024. I mean, is BYU and Utah state a game that should be played annually?
1: Um, I think if you're in the city, Utah, yes. Nationally, nobody cares. You know, I think that's just what it is. And I think if you if you listen to Kalani, you know, he's he said that he hopes that they're able to renew it after they join the Big 12, because that's that's the only reason they're not playing it is because of scheduling conflicts and having to handle business. So I wouldn't be surprised. And same goes for the Holy War. I mean, I I think that, you know, Utah and BYU, you know, obviously Utah is going to have to figure out how to get into the Big 12 if they're going to move conferences, which I would expect. But But I don't I don't have any
0: doubt that we're going to get Utah and BYU. Well, I think it's going to be a long time before we see the Aggies and the Cougs on the field together. I, I I don't know that it's a priority, and frankly, the disaster that is Utah State football right now does not help. I mean, Logan Bonner is not a good quarterback right now. He's throwing eight interceptions. Yeah, and when you you look at how far this Aggie program has fallen, I mean, I, I don't know how you fix this. It's you're, a disaster. You're you're. You understand you're looking at a program that at Utah State that's likely not going to play a bowl game. I mean how is that even possible? I I don't know. With the amount of talent that's in this state. The history and tradition at Utah State, it's unthinkable. Yeah. That this team can't win 6 games a year. It's unthinkable that Logan Bonner is this bad. And this is why I go back to, you know, Utah State you know the coaches ripping the fans and yeah this is the problem at Utah State. You've lost perspective on who you are and where you are. When your fans are booing you, you should be you should be understanding of that. Yeah. Logan Bonner has been awful. Awful. He deserves to be booed. 8 INTs in the last two games. They have not performed. And when you're throwing more picks than TDs, you should be booed. And the issue now is When's the last time that Utah State was a, a at one point a 24 and a half point dog to BYU? And that's not a slight on BYU. That's a tip of the cap to Aggie Tears. Yeah. Like Utah State has had a solid, solid football program. But you're just not that guy anymore, pal. Like mm-hmm. you're not. Yeah. And I look at I look at Utah State and it makes me wonder what is the future of this program? cuz i really have no idea i mean if you figure that at some point the mountain west winds up merging with somebody or most of its uh, most of its teams which feels appropriate you know like our most of its teams are are going into you know are going into a, a significant conference you know like i i just don't understand i just don't understand why why Utah State is where they are. It's unfathomable.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just is, obviously it's deep. I mean, it's layered. You know, obviously there's a lot to it, but I think that, you know, I, they just are going through it. Like, I I don't think there's one reason, you know? Like, you're, you're going through it. I think when your quarterback is not playing well, you know, you know, the head coach's,
0: wasn't it the head coach's
1: uh, son had committed passed suicide, away, yes. committed suicide, like,
0: you just have a lot happening in the program, man. It, it just is what it is. Yeah, and it it's really unfortunate. And I I think the thing that sometimes we lose perspective on um, is that at ten of the hour, every hour we do football at fifty on this show, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Is is Utah State a brand that should be on BYU schedule every year? uh I, it's getting point, more difficult to say it is. I agree. And BYU fans, you're, you, I mean, you've made your your point very clear. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, Utah State is like blue cheese of Utah. No one gives an F. Damn. Wow. Okay. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, the Utah State of 2000 is back. That's not good. NY Jazz fan says, a USU alum and BYU fan, no. This should not be an annual game. The Aggies will always be terrible. BYU and U of U need to focus on building powerhouses. Agreed. Power. Power. Uh, Zayman says, Zach has better arm strength, but Jaron is so accurate. Those back shoulder throws were crazy good. I actually think Jaron's vastly improved as a yeah. quarterback, and I think that includes his arm strength. Absolutely. Um, I think his arm strength is, is significantly better. I don't know who's got a better arm. I don't know. I think Jaron Hall's a better quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Zach has better arm strength. Um, I already read that one. He quoted it twice. Beats are good for your heart. Okay, thanks. Neat. They are. They are. Uh, Dallin Sproul says Pac-12 will now be mountain pack if they want to survive well that could be seriously uh, Rant says Utah State had a good squad last year they'll beat Oregon State Utah State's been solid Utah State's never going to consistently beat BYU and certainly not Utah but when Utah State's able to steal recruits yeah. Utah State's able to go out and recruit okay you're going to win games are you not doing that anymore? You have great facilities coming and in place. Like, you've had the opportunity. You just are not consistent. I don't know what the issue is. I, yeah. r- I really don't. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bevin says, Fastest way to warm up your seat is to criticize the fans. You know the ones that pay your salary. Facts, yeah, dude, exactly facts. right, Bev. I mean, there's there's facts. no doubt about that. You know? Jansen says, Utah State's in Ogden, right? Uh, no, it's not. It's in... It- it's in it's in Brigham City. I think we all know that. Right? Okay. Or is talk. it Farmington? Yeah. Same thing. Uh, Boyd Lake says, I like the USU game, but every other year is plenty. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, Tanner Jansen. Uh, Tanner, Jaron is already married and doesn't need any cougar tail to perform. Jaron is a good QB. Facts. Uh, well, Zach had a girlfriend, but that didn't stop him, Tanner said. Wow. True. Wow. Wow. Dallin Sproul says Jaron had a 62-yard bomb Saturday. I think he's got plenty of arm for the NFL. He does. I agree. Tanner Plummer, the one thing that Zach has over Jaron is the uh, that he utilizes the tight end more. Like, Isaac Rex is an interesting guy. I'm not sure. I mean, when Dallin Holker quits the team, it's clearly a problem with the quarterback, right? Idiots. Idiot. Oh, I got targeted five times or six times, caught five passes. Better quit the team. They're not using Jaren me Jaron
1: is not biased. He
0: will throw to the open man. Ed Wynn says, just caught up. Uh, did we really talk about food for an hour? No, 30 minutes.
1: Okay, it was 35 minutes. All right, relax. Yeah, it only relax. felt like an hour. Jesus.
0: Hello. Uh, Marilyn Shaw says, BYU uh, should use their limited future out-of-conference games to still get games in all parts of the country to keep exposure maximized. Well, and I think that's right. I think you, I think the win, look at Utah. The win for Utah is they're recruiting in Florida. They're yeah. recruiting in California, Texas. Yep. BYU needs a pipeline and it's got to be not missionaries it needs to be a Texas pipeline a Florida pipeline you got to get off, if you're going to win at a high level in college football you got to get offensive linemen out of the Midwest yes right like so you've got to develop that and being in the Big 12 certainly um, certainly will do that uh, for you man this is a hot topic should they play every year K Nuren says uh, Golden Sea had liver and onions. I ate them all. God Bruh. Lord, stop. Do you mean stop, golden, man. Do you mean Golden Corral? Did you? You Kay? went to
1: Golden Corral. No,
0: no, sir. He went to Golden Sea. You went to Golden Sea. It had liver and onions. Oof. Oh. Bro, what? No, bro. No, bro. Because we all know that. Golden Corral is not the the place of choice. Papa Murphy's is.
4: No one goes all in on made-from-scratch freshness like Papa Murphy's. We go all in on quality. All in on craft. And on the Triple Pep Pizza, we go all in on pepperoni. Because when you go all in, people notice. Go all in with a limited time triple pep pizza, topped with three types of pepperoni for just 11.99. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza.
0: Hey, Papa Murphy's presents Football at 50 10 of the hour every hour on the Monty show. Uh, make sure you use promo code monty25, monty25 for 25% off your order of $25 or more. Do people really eat at Golden Corral? Is that true? Is that, yes, true? Is that like a real thing? Yes, you did. No, it, it, like that's not real, is it? Yeah, it is. Don't you touch my mixer, sir. First of all, it's our mixer. Okay. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. What's the other one? What? Uh, chuck rama chuck rama Golden Crowell or chuck rama I don't or, know. Dude. Or you like Buffet. Well, that's in Phoenix, though. Yeah. Still the best name ever. Yeah. Uh, chuck o or Golden Corral? Your thoughts. Let's comment. Uh, The Monty (laughs) Show presented by uh, The Advocates. uh, Utah's best injury attorneys. There's no doubt about that. It is The Advocates.
6: You've been in an accident and now you're injured. Though it wasn't your fault, you now have to deal with getting your car fixed, mounting medical bills, and insurance companies who don't play fair. But don't worry. The experienced team at The Advocates are here to get you the support you need.
0: Uh, the advocates, utah advocates.com present the Monty show, uh, looking at the latest on hurricane Ian, um, dude, it is close to making landfall. Like it is, it is right there. And this thing is incredible. Like the flooding in Miami, my good gracious. Here's the other thing I don't understand. I'm also looking at pictures online Yeah, and you're looking at packed roads in Northern Florida. Uh huh. Did you really wait till this morning? I mean, you maybe, waited, maybe they had second thoughts. You waited till this morning. Are you out of your goddamn mind? Are you kidding me? Do you under the danger is real, man? Like this is real life life and death. And you waited till this morning to bail on your area and to evacuate when this is the storm that you're facing? Yeah. Look I, at that. I, I don't know, man. It's
1: just not. I don't know why you would do that. Like, I don't know. Like, I, and maybe Marlon, if you're still listening, you can kind of explain this. That's amazing. To what me. is the process for deciding if you're going to stay or leave for a hurricane? I mean, is it not like, is it, uh, is it like,
0: Hey, anything above cap three, we're out? Yeah. I, I don't know. Hurricane Ian is a category 155 mile an hour sustained winds. Um, and looking at where it is, there's a, there's a live feed. I mean, it is just about to make landfall. Um I mean it is it is just short. It is just short of a uh category 5 hurricane. Um it is going to make landfall just north of it looks like a Fort Myers dude, between the Fort Punishment Myers and Tampa. This
1: storm is going to put down is ridiculous. Like I mean good night
0: to the size the, the 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 sheer precipitation that is in this hurricane. Yeah man. Um, just looking at the live radar on it is terrifying. And I have
1: to agree. Why would you not just reschedule these games? I, I mean, look, I know there's TV money on man. the line and there's a lot of logistics and things at play totally understand it, but this is people's livelihoods, man. Like I, we, it's a little bit bigger than football. I feel like. And the,
0: the, the Southern uh, Florida flooding. Oh my God. Yeah, man. I mean, it is, it is unbelievable. The, the, from Marco Island, uh, Sanibel, Cape Coral, you know Northport, Arcadia. Like I'm looking at all of these cities. It is hundred and fifty-five mile an hour. Yeah, unbelievable. Too in bad. The, there's some live footage uh, of the storm. Like it's spawning like water water spouts spouts water spouts. Um, it's spawning tornadoes in the Gulf of Mexico. There are tornadoes. In the Gulf of Mexico.
1: Yeah, water they're called water spouts. What are we doing? On land too. Dude, you gotta oh, they're on land you too? gotta get out. Mrs. Monty's saying that they're on land too. Yeah. Uh
0: let's see. Jeremy Severy says Ian has the third highest storm surge in the last hundred years. Gnarly, bro. Ooh. Ooh. This feels like a Katrina level hurricane. I, I I man. I I I don't know. Uh Marlin says the biggest issue is storm surge and flooding. Another point is your home post 2010 with new code. Your home is pretty safe with impact resistant windows. I, but, I, but the flooding though,
1: what, so here's my thing. And, and I know, you know, this is kind of going down the rabbit hole here a little bit, but it like Marlon, like, how do you, so how do you protect against the flooding? Like I know the old sandbag thing and like you sort of like, you know, fortify, but like, at a certain point, are you just resigned to the fact that, hey, yeah, like, I could lose my house today? Like, is that? They're and I'm not about
0: joking. They're like, talking 18-foot storm surges in the peak of this storm.
1: Like, are you, like, Marlon, Holy are you, cow. in all seriousness, man, are you in a place with your home
0: where you're like, yeah, like, hey, like. Dude, Fort Myers with nine feet yes, of storm, sur- which means the waves are nine plus feet. Yes. Oh, my God. This is going to be a catastrophe. Like, it's scary
1: to me. I don't know that I could deal with this.
0: I mean, the wall, the, the they're saying the eyewall of the Look, hurricane dude, the is on shore. the whole state,
1: the whole panhandle is covered by this storm, bro.
0: Yeah, well, we'll ooh, I don't know, man. Uh, uh, yeah, good luck, Marlon, please. uh, Marlon says, sandbagging is really, is real. Is really it. Is really it, excuse me, yeah. I, I don't, yeah. Yeah, man, I, I dude. Marlon says, I feel perfectly safe in my home. Only real concern for me is power. That is huge because could lead to all your food spoiling. Yeah. Yeah, man. absolutely. I mean, it, I, be, be safe, Marlon. I, I mean, seriously, man, be safe. Uh, New York Jet fan, uh, Jazz fan, NY Jazz fan says, my boss lives in Naples. He is MIA the past few days. Hope everyone affected is safe and okay. Prayers up to everyone. I mean, it is, woo, bad. Zayman says, uh, slept in this morning. Did I miss the Harris Chance interview? Um, uh, no, Harris Lechance missed the Harris Lachance interview today, mm. uh, hoping to reschedule, you know, uh, you know, I, I I'm, we're hoping. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Um, I'm being asked about Illustrator files and it's like, hey, man, I why are
1: you being asked about,
0: <laughs> you know, Everything is, you know, anyway. All right. I'll stop. Uh, nine we We'll keep you updated on Hurricane Ian as it heads for Florida. Um, but, you know, one of the bigger stories that, that we're, uh, talking about today is this, this BYU Utah State thing. I, I, Jaron Hall versus Zach Wilson. I think Jaron Hall is a better quarterback. Yeah. I mean, as BYU gets ready to take on Utah State tomorrow night, 23 and a half point favorite, the lines come down one. Um, well, I mean, what do you make of Jaron versus Zach? I think Jaron Hall, I mean, Zach Wilson had a prolific BYU career. Yeah. Who are we kidding? Winds up number two in the draft. Like, I think Jaron Hall, his his big game numbers are huge. Like, we'll see what he does against Arkansas and Notre Dame. But he's having a, a really good season. And by the way, he's healthy. You yeah. can only have one, Jaron Hall or Zach Wilson.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would probably go with Jaron. I think that Jaron is is probably the better athlete overall. I mean, I mean, obviously Zach can run too, but I think that I don't know. I I just like what Jaron's doing so far. You know, that said, that's a week to week thing. I mean, if Jaron rolls out against Utah State and is running a bunch and putting himself at risk, I'm not gonna like that. I'm not gonna be a big fan of that. But if Jaron, you know, it stays on this course and on this path and makes good decisions. And yeah, I probably will go go with Jaron. And I think that, by the way, I think Jaron's deep ball has really improved. I mean, the touch, the accuracy, you know, when he takes his shots, like he's just
0: having a good season. I think the biggest issue is what Boyd Lake just said. And I think it's a really good point. Um, Jaron doesn't play hero ball. Jaron is fine to be conservative. I wish he would get rid of the ball. Yeah, He tends to hold the ball a little longer than I would like. But Jared Hall is a pass-first quarterback, and I like that about him. He uses his legs when he needs to. Um, he doesn't use his legs because he wants to. That's right. like... Zach used to just try to make huge play after huge play. I think even with these receivers, Jared's done a really nice job of taking what you can get, live to play another down, if you will. Yeah. And I think that's been a big tip of the cap, and I think it's been patience. a big part of it. Yeah, he, he is... He has been a very high IQ football player this season. Yeah, but this is his only season at doing that. Now Zach was very much in the same position. He had one great season that got him drafted very high. No, that's how it works. I mean, but you know. that's who Jaron is now. We'll see. Marlon Shaw says I agree on Jaron Hall. I was really surprised Wilson got to the second pick on uh, only behind Lawrence. I found it interesting. The commentator the other night kept comparing Jaron to Russell Wilson because they're very similar quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean Jaron Hall and Russell Wilson. Have, they looked the same. When like Jaron's running off right tackle, he looks like Russell Wilson physically. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. Which is great because Russell's a very durable quarterback. Yeah. But they play very similar. They have very similar games and styles. There's no doubt that John Beck transformed Jaron Hall's mechanics. There's there's just no doubt he made him a better quarterback. Jaron, though, now has taken that step and getting on the field and producing and staying healthy. Yeah. The guy is is having one of the best seasons in BYU modern history. 88% against Wyoming. If he's able to do that again this weekend and then he takes that to Las Vegas and you, you know, you go on then to take on Arkansas. And yeah. I mean, he he's got a chance to to be a first round pick. There's no doubt about that. He's got to stay healthy and he's got to continue to produce. Yeah. That is absolutely the bottom line. But I think there are real comparisons there. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, I know Jaron gets compared to Russell Wilson, but it's crazy sometimes how much like he looks like him on the field. He does. He does. Yeah, he does. He absolutely does. Um, let's see. Uh, Brent Burnett says, uh, Jaron Hall has improved, but he doesn't have the same tools as Zach Wilson. We'll see. I The only complaints I have about Jaron have really disappeared this year. Yeah. He's done a better job of stepping out of bounds. He's done a better job of intelligently running and getting down. Mm-hmm. And he's done a better job of not being a running back playing quarterback. Like, he's not taking on hits. He's not challenging linebackers.
1: Yeah, and I think that the, the, with that and then you add on the leadership stuff, I, I, I just think it, it, he brings the complete package that you'd be looking for.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Zeman says, Jaron ran eight times on Saturday, six times too many for me. I don't disagree with that. I'd like to see him run three, four times a game for effect, frankly. And then have that one play where he breaks somebody off. That's always good. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bevin says Zach reminded me of Johnny Manziel as a quarterback. Jaron is more traditional NFL QB. I would agree. And I, I think you look at, you know, Logan Bonner, obviously, you know, Cam Rising, Jaron Hall. I think Jaron's the best quarterback in the state for the simple fact that he can, he has all of those tools. I don't like the Cam runs so much by design. Mm-hmm. I wish in, in Cam's not a pretty thrower of the football. Jaron is. Cam's not a pretty runner. Jaron is. Cam is not the natural athlete that Jaron is. But Cam's very good under center. Yeah. I just think stylistically, they're very different quarterbacks. Somebody was asking about, you know, does Cam throw the deep ball that Jaron does? Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. But that's not what their offense is about. I mean, you're not running out, um, you know, great. Deep talented wide receivers like they do at BYU, even though they're always hurt. Yeah. Although, by the way, again, I think most people heard that Gunnar Romney is going to play tomorrow night. Um, We'll see what that looks like, though. I mean, you know. I mean, you have the question now for Cam Rising becomes what do you do without Bran Keithy? Um, Is that a Dalton Kincaid? Is that a Devon Vele? Is that a Solomon Enos? You know, is that Money Parks? Like, who is that? And do they start throwing to Mike Bernard out of the backfield more? I would think they would.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, you, you're going to have to try some things in this game. I mean, I, you, there's not going to be, like, there's not going to be just an easy, easy answer. I mean, you're, you're going to have to, you know, work within the offense, see what the defense gives you, and, and just go that route. And that's why, see, and that's why I think you have to respect what Jaron's doing because he hasn't had his best talent. He hasn't had a Brant Keithy and then lost him. You know, like, yeah, he had Puka for basically, what, like one quarter? So most of his work here is done without his best talent, and even with Gunner. Like I think you know, Gunner's going to come back and is going to have to work his way back into game shape. I mean, that's what that's what these couple of games are about. So that's why I say, I mean, if you can have a fully ready to go, hundred percent game ready Gunner by by Arkansas, then I think you're in a great place. But I, I let's not sit here and sh- sugarcoat it. Jaron has had to do a lot of yeoman's work here. You've had to make Keanu Hill better. You've had to make chase roberts better like you've had to do that and so i think you know when i look at cam rising it's his turn to do that now
0: you're going to have to make devon Vele better like that's what yeah, you have to do i would agree greg hawkins our resident uh ute homer says uh cam isn't a natural athlete not the way jaron is man. I didn't, well and again i didn't say that cam rising wasn't a natural athlete he's not the natural athlete that jaron hall is yeah Jaron has that it. He's got that extra gear. He's got that in both his arm and in his legs. And his accuracy, I, I don't know that we've seen a BYU quarterback throw the back shoulder fade the way we're watching Jaron do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is absolutely, by design, accurate every single time. And it is, an, it is a lethal weapon in this offense. And I th- whether it's Isaac Rex or Roberts or Romney or whoever you're going to end up throwing it to, um I it, Miles Davis is another guy that should be catching passes. But yeah. you know, I I, I think that Jaron Hall's playing an incredible, an incredible quarterback position right now. You know, Brent Burnett says Cam will be fine. Yes, he will. He's a good yes, quarterback. Agreed. Uh Boyd Lake says Cam rising will now be forced to use backups. Jake is right. Jaron has uh passed the test at BYU already. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh Jeff Bevin says Micah Bernard is the obvious choice for me. But now it's time for guys like Money Parks who have talked about their skill a lot, a la Drez Anderson, oh, Drez Anderson, Uh, to actually step up and produce. Money Parks is a a very intriguing football player. He is a very intriguing football player because I don't think you need necessarily to run two tight end sets. I think Dalton Kincaid is more than capable of playing in the middle of the field. You need to get the ball down the field to wide receivers. And it can't, the thing that I think Utah struggles with sometimes is you can be a a five five, six yard at a time offense. Which is great, but then when what happens when you turn around and run the ball for one or two yards? Now you become third and long way too often. Yeah, and I think that at at BYU they've done a better job, even with their struggles in the run game. I think they've done a better job managing their second and third down distance. Absolutely. I mean, because you're as a quarterback, you make your money on second and long.
1: Well, and I think that that goes back to Jaron being patient and not trying to play hero ball. Because again, you know, like you look at the Wyoming game, they were just getting you know, bulldoze for the first probably, you know, 20 minutes of that game. You know, that was Wyoming's game for probably the first 20 minutes. And then Jaron kind of just starts to find that flow. They pick up the pace a little bit. There's, you know, the play call is actually getting in on time. Like, you're getting some of that offensive energy going, and then he hits Keanu Hill, and he gets Isaac Rex, and he makes these throws, and and that's how they've gone about winning football games yeah. recently. And that's why I think everyone's talking about Jaron. Uh,
0: James Knight says, Hey, Mont, did uh, Greg just fish you? He did, but he's James, a hack. but James, that doesn't change the fact you are still owe me a case of 4X gold. Daddy. I mean, it, 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 listen, I, I don't know how else to say this. Greg can <laughs> me, but where's my 4X gold? Mate? That's cute. I remember when I had my first you know, beer. I mean, I, I, I can only say so many times that Joe Ingalls washed up and maybe if I get drunk on 4X gold, I'll think he's good again. Let's find out. Send it to me. Yeah. You owe me. You owe me, dude. Do it. Uh, I'm kidding. Kurt Myers says, uh, "How many interceptions has Jaron thrown this year?" I don't think he's thrown one ever. Has Jaron Hall ever thrown an interception? I mean, he is a uh, he is a perfect passer and um, all things and stuff. You know, um, praise Jesus. Uh, I I I think two interceptions. Am I? I, I don't know. Let me look. Jaron Hall stats. He does not turn well the one thing this offense has one He has one, to, interception one interception every season. That's right. Yeah. Um he has not turned the ball over at all. Nine TDs, one interception. You know, wasn't that that one interception was USF? USF. Yeah. I mean, they just don't turn the ball over. So, which has really helped them, by the way. Yeah. So uh let's see. Uh Brent Burnett says none intercepted one. Um he also says Hall has very few turnovers. Biggest issue has been not converting on fourth down. Well, maybe you, if your kicker never... No, I'm not doing it. Jake uh, Ruff's official changed I'm his bad. icon. It's a bulldog now. If BYU doesn't dominate Utah State, they'll be out of the top 25. Well, at 19, you're teetering. I'd love to see them score 70, but this is probably a 38-40 point game.
1: Ruffs, who are you, bro? A comment that's not trolling.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what to do. What, with that. what, That's that's very off brand, sir. I don't I don't know what to do with that. I I don't. I don't feel comfortable right now. Uh, where are you at on this game, Jake? BYU, and we'll make our official predictions tomorrow morning. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that I, I agree with what Ruffs is saying there. I mean, I think you, you got to kick the living hell out of Utah State. I think, you, are need they to, still I think you need to prove a point here. Like, you you need to say, like, hey, yeah, we're – I want BYU to come out fast. Like, I'm tired of the, hey, we're going to wait a quarter and a half to get going here. You know, like, I'm tired of that. Like, let's get rolling. Let's – get pace in the offense early like it's so obvious to me that when BYU plays faster they're in better shape they move the football down the field when they play slow it's not good for them and they struggle and they you know have to punt like it's very obvious what you need to do and i would expect them to get going much quicker this week so yeah i mean i i, I mean what do you do you have the number there what's that
0: are they still 23 and a half uh they are still 23 and a half it depends i'm looking for the consensus line well, let's just go with twenty-three and a half for
1: now. I mean, even at twenty-three and a half, I mean that's a big number. But you, you know, think? I think the over/under was like sixty or something like that. So basically, Vegas
0: is saying like, hey, you're gonna win this game. No, the I, I lied. The according to the Action Network, the consensus is now twenty-four and a half, and the number is sixty. Yeah. So the I mean, money line on this dude, game is one ten.
1: Dude, if you're twenty-four and a half and the number is sixty, I mean that you're basically saying that they got to score. Probably 50. I mean, right? To go over, BYU's got to score 50. So, yeah, I mean, I I would say score for this is probably 45 to
0: 10. Uh, I got to go under on this. I just don't believe in Logan Ponner. And this BYU secondary, any way you slice it on the cougs, right? uh, The secondary's been good. Yeah. And we'll see who plays and who doesn't. But I would guess. feels like a 38 point game. They're not win- they're not covering 24 and a half. I mean they I I, know, man. Just, I mean let's say they score 30, let's say they score 40 points. Yeah, I'm saying they're going to be mid 40s. You telling me you're, they're they're Utah State's not scoring two touchdowns. No. Really? Yeah, no. Dude, I I don't um how? How? I think I, it's I, like 45-10, I mean,
1: 45, you know. Yeah, sure. Okay, 14. I mean, they
0: they put up – throw out Alabama. Can we throw out Alabama where they got what shut out? What did they score in the Alabama? They got Con- shut out? 55 nothing. Okay, throw out they, the Alabama game. Connecticut, they scored 31 points. They won 31-20. to 20. Okay. Weber State, they lost 35-7. UNLV, they lost 34-24. All of that's turnovers that pretty much lost in that game.
1: Yeah, I mean – I don't I gotta know, man, I got to think they score 17. Okay, they're not scoring more than twenty on BYU. I just can't. That I can't see at all.
0: That to me is, you know. This feels like a thirty-eight seventeen game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I mean, that's your feeling. I, I think BYU's
0: into the forties in this game for no. sure. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, you, get, you only gave up fifty-five. I mean, it. it okay. I mean, I, I want to. I'm probably going to stick at thirty-eight I'll, I'll really get into it tonight. As we prepare for Football Thursday.
1: Football Thursday. Uh,
0: the Monty Show presented by uh, the advocates, utahadvocates.com. I feel like 3817 is the number. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I don't know how. He... Boyd Lake says 4514. Yeah, that's, I'm with Boyd on that. That's kind of. Brent Burnett says 4821.
1: Yeah, dude, they're going to put up points Oof. on this
0: team, I'm telling you. Oof. Uh, James Knight says, I'd be happy to send you a case of Forex Gold, but it's generally a man's drink. So what can I send for Jake? I see you saying you're not a man. I mean he James Knight is questioning your manhood. Well, I mean, you know, and I I'm I,
1: the one who introduced the family to Forex Gold, so you know. Oh, shut the you are not.
3: Yes, I am. I know I'm that good that you are just not gonna give me away, so Is that what you're saying? You're who that do you good? You
1: think you are playing video drops? You you think you're just you think that you can just play video
0: drops now?
3: I know I'm that good that you I know I'm that good.
0: <laughs> um are you a man, Jake? Yes. Okay. I'm saying thirty-eight seventeen. Forty five fourteen. Thirty-eight seventeen. Okay. Um Okay. Boyd Lake says starters starting fast means coordinators must adjust to the new look. And the BYU staff has struggled with this. Yeah, Facts. it's concerning. It is concerning. Russ official says thirty four seventeen. Reasonable. Kay Nurin says Utah State was the only team that would play BYU on Thursday or Friday night for years. Always knew. Um, well, okay. Jeff Bevin just gives us laughing emojis. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Uh, by the way, I want to uh, mention our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop. Uh, speaking of being a real man. Being a real man. Means that you use a smoker. We don't use propane or ooh, barbecue briquettes. No, no. No, no, no. We use wood pellets on this show. Mm -hmm. And usually we do that in a Traeger smoker, but hey, if you're a Yoder guy, if you're a big- Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You like big green egg? I'm down. But it's gotta be wood pellet, right? Because that's what smoking's all about. And a lot of people are like, oh man, hey, Matty, how do I smoke? I'm intimidated. I'm much like Jake. My balls haven't dropped. Okay, well, it's pretty simple. All you have to do is go to barbecue pit stop. They've got big clamps that they can use. Anyway, the point is yeah, go to
1: barbecue. Huh? There,
0: there you go. Go to barbecuepits.com. <laughs> They're the dudes. They're going to teach you how to use your smoker. It's super easy. Um, and the other great thing about them is the support that you get is ongoing. Like it, the other day, like the Asada spice that we got so last weekend. Oh, good. I'm telling you, that's what you get. Hey, you know, I'm thinking about making some wings. You know, what spice would you guys recommend? They'll take you back to their but sp- they have a spice wall. Seasoning, spices, rubs, sauces. They've got a wall. And they're going to say, hey, how about this one? Or this is what this one does. Try that one. Hey, here's the perfect sauce for you. Here's a here's some good dust for your cauliflower wings. Like they have all kinds of stuff. And they've got equipment and they've got know-how. Talking to those guys is great. Get on their website, ask them a question. Hey, you know, do I need to wrap my brisket? Do I really need to let it rest in a cooler? And they're going to talk to you about that on their chat function at barbecuepitstop.com. But, of course, I would always tell you, go find one of their five Utah locations from St. George to Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, and, of course, our good friends in Salt Lake City and Murray. My guys at Barbecue Pit Stop are the best. They're super easy. Their pricing won't be beat. All of their stores have, uh, you know, the one in Logan, speaking wow. of Aggie Tears, when when you get thoroughly thrashed up in Logan by BYU, if you're up in Logan, go to Barbecue Pit Stop, get yourself a nice set of pork chops. Yeah. At the butcher stop at Barbecue Pit Stop. They have a full professional butcher, full-time butcher counter. Yes. I mean, it's unbelievable. That's why you go to Barbecue Pit Stop, BBQPitStop.com. Okay, before we get out of here, before we get out of here today, yeah. I want to. I, I kind of want to have a conversation about the best convenience store, if you will. Okay. Because we find ourselves quite often where you're like, no, nah, I'm not going in there. No, I won't do it. Mm-hmm. we may be in some questionable reaches of the greater salt lake city area right but do you have a preference are you a maverick guy or are you Definitely. a 7-eleven guy maverick. what about a the, nice maverick the green dinosaur guy that brit likes holiday uh sinclair, sinclair. sinclair. brit loves the green dinosaur i'm a big
1: fan of holidays i like i like i holidays. like holidays nice nice convenience store but i nice Mavericks, like not all Mavericks are created equal, but the nice ones are really nice. Like they have nice bathrooms. Like it feels it's, nice. It, it, excuse me.
0: It's latrine. Please. Uh, yeah,
1: they have nice latrines. Um, you know, good variety of snacks. And I, and one thing we don't take advantage of at Maverick too much is like, You know, for a convenience store, they've got like a full on kitchen where they make food. So I think that also adds to the Maverick allure for a lot of people.
0: Well, and the thing for me at Maverick is the selection of uh, energy drinks. Obviously, Maverick's not an advertiser on the show. Yeah. Um, But the reason that I go to Maverick, and here's why we're talking about this we were in a questionable part of the hood. Yeah. And Jake refused to go to a 7-Eleven. He's like, "No, I'm not going there. No." Nope. Nope. We were driving together in Klaus, nah, Klaus the Audi S5. Because your, your ass Q5. never
1: gets out of the car and goes in. It's always me going in, so I got to lay down the lawn.
0: And right, because like, hey, I I'm drive. I'm the one that's driving. Like the driver doesn't get out. The right. Path. They're always trying to kill the passenger, not the driver. Right. And the driver the one who gets a stray bullet. So I hey, figure if I you stay in the about, man? anyway, the point is, listen. Um, so we were in a questionable part of town. We pull into the Seven Eleven. He's like, "I'm not going in there." mm Hmm. I'm not going in there, like Ronin style when they're all going under the bridge. Yeah, I'm not going in there. I'm not there. going in there. Oh, no, idiots. So we went to a Maverick, like a block away, two blocks away. Um, hi, Mrs. Monty's. Like, are you going to let me talk here? No. Um, but we went to a Maverick, like two blocks away, and got the complete cookie and got the yeah the rock star. Like I know it was what all I good. Like.
1: I know what I like. Yeah, I really do
6: appreciate that stores like convenience stores like that are bringing more like kind of healthy options so whether it's protein bars or complete cookies or you can get fruit are you out of your I goddamn mind god, it matters god it matters can man you, i know
5: uh,
0: we like, pay i, I know pringles. we pay 60 dollars for pineapple road shirts road in this house man, and so even though we we we're not allowed to buy danish please let mrs monty know that we can't afford pringles because she paid 60 dollars for a pineapple shirt in maui <laughs> thank you god
6: if I believed in gods, I would waste my time. Oh, oh okay. boy. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Not going to waste my
0: time there. So um, I don't think there's any doubt that Maverick has the best junk food selection. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. No doubt. But I think the other thing that is good about Maverick is the water selection. Because as a sommelier, um, which a means... a water snob. I am a water snob. Whole, it's whole, not sommelier. Wholesale. Yeah, it is. Samanye. look as a Somalian let me just tell you <laughs> that I know water <laughs> look again I know water okay <laughs> I'm only drinking one of two waters right now I I, I oh listen, right now the, the and, and, and God, God, God thank you for your son's <laughs> tears <laughs> to make avian water thank you for Jesus's tears. Uh, Whoa, but I only left? drink right now, Core or Fiji.
1: So Avion's dead to you now.
0: No, it's just too flipping expensive. Oh, my wife paid sixty dollars for a pineapple oh, shirt. Oh, I can't no, afford no, Avion. Oh, oh, fuck it. I can't afford Avion. That so I have become a Somalian uh, about water, okay. and that, I you know now that I know so much about water, right. I'm Fiji or Core. Right. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that, Mrs. Matzi?
6: Oh, people! He's such a diva.
0: Offends me. Uh, I says anyway. I really don't care that you spent sixty bucks on a shirt. It's all I've got to hang on to right now. So that's you know. And you know what?
6: People gave me the cash for that. So yeah,
0: it. it What are the people saying? Mm -hmm. What are the people saying? What are the people saying? Uh, Ruff's official says, "What convenience store in Utah were you afraid to go into? The worst store in Utah is nothing compared to some of the stores in other states." I don't know man Seriously. I don't want I'm not calling anybody out but <coughs> Kearns <coughs> um the point is <laughs> sorry drink some bro <laughs> nothing like is, literally
6: nothing is gonna happen to you I'll drop that 7-Eleven.
1: I don't know man we like, all say that until someone comes in with a knife you know Yeah, then you get shanked and you're like oh nothing oh, happens at 7-eleven so
6: often
0: like, it the headlines happens every just day.
6: crowd the internet of how many people are getting shanked at a Seven Eleven. But do you did, guys, w- did, do you guys remember that, at that
0: bro. Safeway gas station in Phoenix? Yeah, that's that what I was going to say. It happens
1: all the time at that gas
0: station, we bro. Lived, Come when, on, when we lived in when we lived in the hood, we yeah, you know, I'm a Maverick guy, right? Can we all agree on this? I'm a Maverick yeah, guy. Maverick yeah. is a good yeah. gas station. Yeah. Best bottled water is what?
6: Well, Avion is. You know, good, but Ooh. it does cost too much. Like, I'm not a water snob. Ooh. I won't. I don't want to drink Aquafina. I am not going to drink Crystal Geyser if I can avoid it. They are just like Dasani Desa- is, is death. Yeah, Dasani like, is moldy Desani, death water. You tap water that they filtered and bottled.
0: No, yeah. okay. Well, let's tell the truth. It's not tap water. They wring out the sweat of inmates' underwear. That's how it, they get Dasani water.
6: Likely, yeah. They actually are stealing water from your neighborhoods. They are taking water from where their plants are at. It is terrible. You guys, I said
0: inmates under. Yeah. Okay, a couple of comments and I have to go. I have to go. Oh.
6: I know. Okay. Real quick.
0: Real quick. Um... Lopes fan Gabe says, uh, and this is a really good point. Yo, any QT along the I-17 in Phoenix is taking your life in your own hands. What are we talking about? Like, come on. You know. Uh, Pied Piper says, I'm going to Phoenix soon for a photo shoot. Where's the best food? There's great Mexican food there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think that, uh,
0: what's the church place? Taco Guild? Yes. Taco Guild. Taco Guild is bomb. Jeff Bevan says, Maverick all the way. 7-Eleven is likely the creepy uncle now. Smells kind of funny and is dingy. Yeah. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, hey, man, I grew up in Kearns. It was fine. (laughs) (laughs) Things change, you know. Uh, 7-Eleven is everywhere in Asia, not just Korea. Is it really? I like it. I like it a lot. All right, we got to go. Yeah. We got to go. Make sure you go uh, say hello to our friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Register for your free webinar. No obligation. Just go check it out. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Until tomorrow. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.